action. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Nature Check, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. And happy episode 15. We must really like doing this, huh? Um, first, as always, we do introductions because nobody knows who we are. Hello, I am Cheryl, the Dungeon Master for Nature Check. Uh, I'm also a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago. And when I'm not doing ecological research, I'm also a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Next, we've got Nancy. Oh, that was a surprise. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nancy. I'm an entomologist, which means that I study bugs, and I live in Quito, Ecuador. I have my own tourism business that focuses on the insects, ecology, conservation, and culture of Ecuador. And they are completely personalized tours. So if you're interested, feel free to hit me up in the reference section. Should be all the thingies for contacting people. Things and stuff. Um, next, we've got Peter. Hey everybody, my name is Peter Coffey. I am an entomologist in Maryland, where I teach people about agriculture and pesticides and pest control and sustainable uh, methods of the above. And also I take a lot of pictures of bugs and other tiny things um, that I, and I make science videos and instructional videos on how to handle livestock and things like that. Cool, uh, and then we've got Ryan. Hi, my name is Ryan Gott. I'm also an entomologist. I do integrated pest management and plant health care at a conservatory in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, and then I also do lots of public speaking and consulting on the same topics. Um, I had two public talks this week uh, already. Um, and so that's all I'm going to say about that because I'm a little tired of talking this week. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are on a show where we talk a lot. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, we've got Joe. Aloha, I am Ballinger. Um, I am a PhD student at the University of Wyoming, and I'm trying to figure out why weeds hurt crops. Uh, I'm playing Lucanus, our resident barbarian, and if you cannot tell, I am sick from a conference, so uh, I'm also not one to be doing the whole talking bit today. The rest of us forgot to mention who we play. I play Kay. She is a rogue. I play Cedric. He is a dwarf cleric. And I play Fletcher, a human wizard. All right, now we've got that organized. Um, if, <laughs> it is the day, everybody. Um, if you are watching Nature Check right now live on Twitch or Periscope, first of all, thank you so much for being here. We really hope you'll enjoy what you're going to see this evening. And secondly, if you have any questions for the cast, please put them in the chat on Twitch. Um, and uh, I am not going to do my, my best to catch them today because I am working with one computer. Um, so you can tag our mod, Viron VZ, and she will pass them along to me. It rhymes. Anyway. Thanks, Veronica. You're the best. Yeah. Veronica is the best. Um, also, as Nancy teased earlier, uh, our last bit of housekeeping is the socials. You can find Nature Check on Twitter at, at @checknature. So follow us there for updates and the game schedule and things like that. And please subscribe or follow or whatever to Nature Check both here on Twitch and on YouTube. Every follow and subscription really helps us grow the project. And uh, all of the game sessions will be uploaded and archived to the YouTube channel. And that's also where you can find our after show recaps, the Nature Chats. Um, so definitely go check out that. You can also access this game everywhere you find podcasts, so give us a listen and share us with your friends and your enemies and your frenemies, and you can find the social media details for all of tonight's players down in the reference section below. Uh, the cast of Nature Check would also like to remind you to wash your hands, like, all of the time, not just when it's a special occasion. Uh, does anybody else have anything they'd like to plug? Yeah, I'd definitely like to plug hand washing. 
Also, uh, this is going to sound really weird, but I want to give a shout-out um, to uh, Tito's Homemade Vodka because everybody this week has been talking about using Tito's as hand sanitizer, but Tito's is only 30% alcohol, and you need at least 60% to basically be really good at killing viruses and bacteria and stuff like that. By the way, I'm sure we're going to get into the coronavirus stuff later, but um, do not use Tito's as hand sanitizer. Use Everclear. Yeah, Tito's did such a great job on social media helping remind people of that, though. So, yes, they were, yeah. they were heroes this week. Yeah, yeah they just had, they like, are, one They are they just... incredible and fantastic. But seriously, Everclear is, um, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of price gouging with hand sanitizer right now. And uh, if you actually want to use a liquor for hand sanitizer, Everclear is basically lab ethanol. It's at least 90% alcohol by volume. Uh, which means that um, you can add, like, some sort of gelling agent to it as long as you're not doing, you know, anything that shrinks the alcohol content below 60%. You're going to have to do the math on that. But, uh, uh, yeah, you can totally make hand sanitizer out of Everclear. But also so Just drink it. It'll kill it the like virus. Yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, um, one other shout-out, uh, shout-out to Olivia Todd from the Gaines Lab who was really excited to find its Science D&D podcast at the Aww. Weed Science Conference this week, so. Well, hi, Olivia. We're glad you're here. Hope, hope we don't scare you away. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, I guess we'll get started. Civilizations grew, flourished, and fell on the continents of Lacedes for hundreds of years. But in the year 885, everything changed. Where once the gods of the Pantheon held sway over various continents and made their presence known in frequent and tangible ways to mortals, now a dread silence and emptiness reigned. Civilizations fell into internal turmoil, and tensions mounted between empires. The faiths of nations were shaken, and new versions of old religions began to sprout. Spells once commonplace and relied upon, those that required the gods' particular attentions, no longer functioned. Access to and contact with all other planes disappeared or seemed blocked. The continent of Arda, still colloquially known as the God's Garden, was once the sacred and protected realm of Ovid High and Elana. At the moment of the loss, the strong protective spells surrounding the continent fell, and the shores and interior became accessible to any who wished entry on whatever business. In 952, a ship from the Tenebrian Navy took shelter in the large river mouth at the southeastern corner of Arda, and the sailors erected a small fort for protection. Over the years, the fort grew into a town, and the town grew into a small city. While Tenebria officially holds no claim over Arda, no outside nation has yet claimed dominion over the continent, New Sagister is, for all intents and purposes, a Tenebrian colony. In the spring of 972, four young people from different lands encountered one another in New Sagister. Though their alliance was first formed out of necessity, curiosity, and coin, they have now come to trust and rely upon one another as they explore a strange new world. Fletcher, a human wizard trained at Iskol University in the Dewin College of Arcane Arts, serves as the group's voice of reason. The consummate academic, Fletcher takes copious notes about everything they encounter in Arda, as he hopes to publish on his discoveries and make a name for himself. Cedric, a dwarven cleric, came to Arda to share the word of Moradin with anyone who would listen, and even with many who won't. Cedric's bright-eyed optimism is only ever momentarily balked when he encounters injustices, and though he commonly puts his foot in his mouth, he has established himself as a valuable member of the team nonetheless. 
Lucanus, an elven barbarian, secured passage to Arda in order to escape degradation and slaughter in his homeland. Born before the loss, Lucanus has come of age in a world filled with turmoil, and his dark humor and penchant for combat reflect his experiences, yet he also has an open and caring side. Kay has grown up in New Seychester, raised by her adoptive parents. A roguish woman, Kay's knowledge of the townsfolk and local geography have already helped the group navigate their first few days in a new land. But violence and adventure are new to Kay, and she's still learning how to take care of herself in the dangerous wilds of Arda. Well, everybody likes a shopping episode, right? Especially when it has as much awesome character development as our last session. You've made several friends in the past few days, haven't you? Cedric and Kay met Ketsadi Baldurk, the voluptuous jewelry shop owner. At the grand opening party for the Royal Academy of Explorers, you all met or talked to a wide cast of characters, including the mayor of New Seychester and his clerk, Casper Reed and some of his employees, and a pair of young fellow explorers, Benedict Hawkins and Rex Henderson. Perhaps most importantly, you met Stominel Lafshield, the stylishly dressed elven ship captain who has agreed to ferry you across the Kokreel River. Speaking of which, it is now the morning of Oladamum, the twelfth day of Bloom Run. You've all just finished sleeping off the party. What would you like to do now? Get up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Why is every morning like this? We need to get you guys out of the city so that you stop. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, feel like, I feel like things associated with going on boats usually happen really early. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we would need to be, like, getting out the door and, and like... <laughs> They're probably not used to ever seeing us up this early. Mm-hmm. Just, like, up and gone. <laughs> Leon's like, oh, hi, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's... He's like, every... breakfast already, and he just, like, holds it out to you. <laughs> that is a very accurate description. It's like field work. Like, yeah, every time I've done field work in marine science, it's like, oh, yeah. my God, it's 4 a.m., and I'm just, like, chugging coffee yeah. and, like, where are my bananas? <laughs> yeah, it's field I mean, work, that's, like, that's what it's, and crack it on. That's what it's like with uh, weed science as well, and your field sites are, like, eight hours away. In the prairie, we like to get up early so that we don't have to be out where there's no shade in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, the heat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it was uh, going to our, our sites on the eastern shore of Maryland. It was, like, get up early, get going, get done in all of your, like, wetland sites before it's middle, like, late afternoon, and it is somehow 200% humidity, and you're, like, dying because it's Maryland. Like, <laughs> like just get out. Well, if that is the case, are you just you're packing up and ready to go? Yeah. You know, in movies, when it's, like, there's this, like, full breakfast, and then, like, the main character comes down and grabs, like, a piece of bread and then leaves? You mean, like, every dishwashing detergent commercial ever? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The mom's like, I made pancakes, and the kids are like, oh, bye! Yeah, that's that's what what happens. Uh, Speaking of you personally, Kay, are you, like, telling where your mom where you're going this time? Oh, I, <laughs> I should probably do that. Uh, I mean, hey, you don't have to. Uh, hey, Mom, I'm going out again for a while. Uh, out a again? <laughs> Maybe a day or two on a boat. Maybe a day or two on a boat. A, on where a boat. are you going on a boat? Uh, up the river because we're trying to figure out, well, we like went to the river and the river is full of like toxic gunk. And so we're trying to feel like where the toxic gunk is coming from, so hopefully we can figure out what it is so we can make it stop so we can get good, healthy fish back in the river so that way 
Leanne doesn't get stabbed over bad fish. Yes, and so we can start selling fish again, and so that no one gets sick from that. That sounds like a, a really great thing you're doing. Um, you think it's only going to take a day or two? I think so. Okay. But now I'm not so sure. I mean, we're taking a boat to the other side of the river and coming back. I mean, how long can that possibly take? <laughs> I mean, well, the last time, I'm assuming you're going with those same uh, acquaintances of yours? Uh, yes. And the last time, I feel like maybe it took longer than you expected, so I'm just asking. Uh, uh, yeah, it could possibly take longer than expected. Definitely less than a week. Definitely less than a week. Yes. Okay. I will not start worrying until a week has passed. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will ask them to return me home at a week. Okay. I feel like a parent who's okay with just being like, I won't see my child for a week. <laughs> like, I mean, she's, just gone. Like she's, she's at the cusp of adulthood. Like, it's not like her mom can exactly stop her. <laughs> but still, it's like all you have is the city, and outside the city is like, who knows what. And it's just like, I might be gone for a week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure internally she's, like, very worried. Well, you have to remember that, like, Kay's mom never saw the bloody clothes. Like, she has no idea just how That's much trouble Kay has gotten herself in. Like, she just thinks that Kay was gone. She has no idea that Kay got hurt. Yeah. yeah. But she did meet the people who Kay was gone with. <laughs> yeah. And and their difficulty in like their their difficulties in buying shirts did not exactly inspire confidence, but you know, like she's she's an open-minded person. Elizabeth Crowell is not a bad, difficulties not a bad person. <laughs> buying shirts. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. So, so you say bye to mom. Bye. Bye. Are you meeting us at the Mark Bird or the, at the docks? Uh, I don't think we said. I think the docks. I think we said the docks. Did we not say the docks? Hey guys, did we say the docks to meet Kay? Or is she going to meet us here? Did anybody talk to her last night? Yeah, we were all going to meet at lunch. Oh. Okay. So we had to meet so early that it was like everyone needed to just wake up and go. That makes sense. Well, I'm, I'm ready to go yeah. if you guys are. I'm like out the door. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Well, wait for me. Not all of us have weird long legs. <laughs> Your legs are too short. <laughs> They're up. just the right length. Yours are too long. They do reach the ground okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be fair, Cedric, corgis are herding dogs. Yeah. And they have yeah. short legs, too. We need yeah. to get Cedric like a riding dog or a pony or something. <laughs> just stilts. Stilts. <laughs> we can get him extra long pants and just shove, like, stilts under there. <laughs> no, he's not going back to the tailors. I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Cedric ordering a oh. Alright, yeah, we're going to have to delay our boat launch for another episode while I go, <laughs> go order a custom <laughs> Don't you dare. Uh, sorry, guest player. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. You're not sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you're heading to the docks, and you're yes. going to meet up there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you guys sort of meet up, like, you all find yourselves together, um, and because it's early morning, like, you know, the crowd is not super thick yet, so you're able to spot one another pretty easily, but you're basically at the docks at sort of, like, the, the center of the U of the docks, so right where the main part of the market district butts up against the docks. You guys basically walked out of the marked bird, walked past the white canvas, and were, like, on the docks. And I'm assuming you have all of the things you need with you. Yeah? No. <laughs> Fletcher's like, oh. 
Oh, yeah. no, I was just... There's that there's a crazy motorcycle noise. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, you guys are... I guess you're going to walk along the dock looking for the ship that you're supposed to find, so everybody give me a perception roll. I was unprepared. My dice are not yet open. Hopefully there's a boat that just has Gerladee written on it. <laughs> oh, look at you remembering names and things. 19. <laughs> and I'm, also, I'm also looking for K. Okay, I'm I'm opening up my character sheet because I'm bad at being prepared. Hey, Cheryl, what was it? Did you say per, it's just a perception or? Yeah, perception. Because okay. you're just looking around. I got 18, including my bonuses. 14. I got 16. Sorry, that was a 19 for Cedric and 18 for Lucanus. A what? What? 16. Four, 14 16 for me. 16 and 14. Okay, yeah. So you all easily spot one another. Um, Cedric. Oh no, Cedric, you weren't. Well, yeah, Cedric and Lucanus, however, you are the first to spot um, the, for, for sort of opposite reasons, I suppose, uh, Cedric eagerly, Lucanus reluctantly, but because you're keeping an eye out because this person makes you uncomfortable, um, you both pretty much at the same time spot the leather-booted, big hat-wearing, you know, shiny blue silk shirt, uh, elven uh, form of Stone and a Laugh Shield, and she's sort of leaning with like the you know the cool like hat tucked down, like tapped down over her eyes, leaning against the side of a ship um, that does have Gerlidi painted on the side. Uh, so it seems that you have found your ride. I love she's, her. She's trying way too hard though. <laughs> yeah, she's been there for 45 minutes, just like when are they going <laughs> to be here? Like say, my like, shoulder is cramping. Because. When we say big hat, are we talking like Kentucky Derby hat? Because no, think the like corner. Sailor of Fortune hat with like a big blue feather that matches her shirt. <laughs> I'm picturing like a tri corner with a feather. Yeah. Okay. You know, a little beat up, little like you know salt spray stained maybe, but I love her. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's pretty cool. I told you, I made this NPC for a different campaign, and I liked her so much I recycled her. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, um, good morning. So yeah, uh, we're on the boat now. He's a little quiet. You just like you just walk onto the boat. She <laughs> just walk yeah. past her onto the boat. <laughs> she walks, watches you walk past, and just sort of like looks back at the rest of you and is like, like, morning. Good morning. morning. <laughs> Sorry he's, about him. He's just very excited. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love I love the ocean, so I can I can understand people like to get on boats. Y'all ready? Guess so. Indeed. Uh, and I'm 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 assuming our uh, four gold is coming from the party gold we started. So if we have that, I'll just like I'll hand that over to her because I'm I'm guessing she would want payment before we set sail. I'll, I'll, I'll be like one gold per person as we agreed. Here you go. And kind Thank of just you very much. Appreciate that. Welcome aboard the Gerlady. I get on board. You get on board. Um, so yeah, this is not a huge ship, um, but it is, you know, three masts, um, a few ballistae, almost, almost as if I was using the exact same ship template that I did for from the Annals of History. Um, <laughs> I was picturing like a rowboat, honestly. So that's no. way more than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> this is like it's an actual ship docked with the docks. Like, um, oh, so this river is big. <laughs> well, so so remember that the docks, like, because this is where you all arrived. I know it's been. Mm -hmm. A while since we did boats and things, um, but yeah. So the docks. Uh, this is like a weird bay that's scooped out of this chunk yeah. of land that's to one side of the river. So you have to kind of like 
leave the docks and like cool. get out into the ocean a little and then cross the ma- the mouth of the river and then like yeah. make landfall on the other side. Yeah. So, um, so this this <laughs> bay is very deep, so it does allow it does allow um, regular sailing ships to just like come yeah. right against the docks. Yeah. Yeah. And she can get her boat up the river. Um. Well, she said she's never tried. So oh. She's game to try what you would like to try. Um, we just immediately ground. Just... <laughs> now we have to find another boat. We're like, oh, the river was actually only two feet deep. <laughs> Maybe it's a tidal river. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So, uh, there are a few other people sort of um manning different posts on the boat. Um, you see, two different half orcs. Um, you see a half-elf, and you see a female dwarf. Ooh. Yeah, so that is the crew. There's a male and a female half-orc, both with, like, silver-gray skin and black hair. Um, A male half-elf with kind of, like, sea-swept blonde hair, stomenel, and then um, this female dwarf. Uh, Kay hasn't been on a boat before and promptly gets seasick. We haven't even left the (laughs) (laughs) day. You're like, bleh. Amazing. Uh, I mean, that would happen to me, so it's understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I cannot same. be on. I mean, if there's any kind of movement, uh. which there would be, because you have to leave with wind and stuff. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So they start, you know, untying things, and I mean, they were already like in the process, like of prepping everything, but they do the last little bit to like get you guys pulled away from the dock, and you're starting to move out into the bay. Uh, anything you would like to do? Um, Lay down and try not to puke. <laughs> no, no uh, Kate, um, they told me this on the boat ride over, but it helps, believe it or not, if you get up and you kind of like look at the horizon. Don't close your eyes. It doesn't help at all. I tried that for like three days, but there's something Cedric has a lot of experience with. It's seasickness. So. I feel bad for Cedric because he wouldn't have been able to puke over the side because it's like too high. <laughs> yeah, he had to like like the there are like um like portholes at like deck level. He had to like crouch down at like boot you level. Just like stick your head through yeah. the porthole and then yeah. like a dog you get stuck and can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. See, I was thinking I was thinking Cedric would just puke on the poop deck. Yeah. Kay, like, right. I guess oh. takes his advice. I don't know what the front of the ship looks like, but Kay, like, takes his advice and either, like, sits and puts her arms on the railing and, like, looks out or just, like, stands and puts her arms and like, ugh. You're not going to do, like, a, a Titanic? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's been, like, and when she was trying to, like, walk there, she just, like, kept losing her balance and almost, like, falling over. Yeah, so there's there's one ballista uh, sort of situated in the bow, um, but there is also space for you to sort of like be in front of it and kind of in between it and the point of the railing. So yeah, you can perfect. Go there. Yeah. Anything else? Lucanus um, is at the stern of the boat, stoically looking over the sea. Stoically looking over the sea. He's brooding, like the cover of a brooding. Um, so can you the the uh, the dwarf the dwarf yeah. woman sailor? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What is um, what does she um, look like? So she's young, like approximately your age. Um, very tall, taller than you, taller than most dwarves, male or female. Um, and though she's still muscular, uh, muscular, yeah, muscular. Oh, words are hard. Um, she's very lean. Um, so her musculature is less pronounced. Um, you might assume that she's a little leaner because she's spent her life working on ships. 
um, dark brown skin, jet black hair that she keeps in a very thick braid just simply down her back, um, and her clothing is also simple and practical. Nice. All right, cool. <laughs> Stamp of Cedric approval. Yeah, yeah, she sounds, she sounds pretty dope. Uh, and she she's... seems to be, like, kind of in, like, in charge. Like, uh, Stominell is obviously the captain, but, like, this dwarf seems to be the, like, you could presume she's the first mate. Okay. Well, she, clearly she's working, so I'm not going to bother her while she's working. Oh, you're not going to bring up Moradin while she's trying to keep the boat yeah. working. I'm going to wait till the first possible moment after she's done working to bother about Moradin. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, God, please, please don't, please don't piss player. off the people who, like, our safety depends on. <laughs> no yeah, promises. Basically, <laughs> after you navigate out of the bay and you're, like, out on the ocean, um, she sort of, um, like, she was supervising a lot of the things like the um, the female half orc, or yeah, the female half orc and the half elf were both um, doing lots of things with like the rigging and the sails and stuff. Um, and the male half orc was at the uh, helm, um, and she was kind of supervising all of that. But then, like you know, once you're out into the ocean, like you're like underway. Um, she sort of seems to step back and like they know what they're doing. Cool. Uh, Lucanus is still brooding. Still brooding. So, uh, yeah. Big change. Uh, uh, yeah, so it looks like she's free now. Um, oh. Also, Eric says, wait, the captain's name is Salmonella? Thanks for that, Eric. <laughs> uh, no. No, it is not. <laughs> so wait, is is Salmonella, uh, St- um, is she free or is the dwarf woman free? Um, Salmonella is also free, um, but the yeah, the dwarf woman seems to be free now. They were both sort of supervising things at first, but now it's like, oh, their crew knows what they're doing. Um, all right, well, I'm going to make my way over to her, and I'm going to walk up and be like, <laughs> uh, Forge Father's blessings, sister. Uh, and also you, brother. Um, where do you hail from? Uh, well, I grew up on Irith, actually. Um, my parents were both um, working in the <laughs> shipyards, and I was raised to do the same thing. I love the sea. Um, yeah. Oh, that's... And uh, uh, I'm Vinalda. Vinalda. I'm Cedric. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, that's very interesting. I don't, you don't see a lot of dwarves on ships, in my experience. Um, no, we were kind of a curiosity even for Irith, where everyone is uh, sort of mixed in together. But uh, no, I just I love this. And, and now that I have this job with some responsibility and uh, working with uh, Stominell, it's I, I love my job. Yeah? Is she a good captain? Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I would never say anything ill about her. We are, how would you put it, um, we are stronger alloyed together. Uh, our strengths complement one another, uh, whereas she is, um, very open and good with people. I am more organized, and so together the ship runs really well. I, I like that. I like that. I've been, um, traveling with some, you know, non-dwarves myself, and, you know, at, at first they seem uh, really odd and um, uh, I don't know, weird. You you know, you know. But um, I've been uh, been coming to terms with the fact that they're they have their own strengths. Um, I, I appreciate that about them. Uh, it's it's good to see that you're discovering the same things. Just as pure veins of metal cannot exist in the earth without soil and the roots of plants, neither can we exist on this earth without companions. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, 
glad glad to to meet somebody else with a a, a mind uh been uh, bent towards moradin um uh seeing the world through his lens that's that's very beautiful well i don't want to uh keep you i'll let you get back to your work but um if you'd like to uh, talk more philosophy later I'll, I'll be around i would enjoy that very much um but i'm sure you have things to talk about with your companions uh Stominil told me you're uh going across to the other side of the river um do you mind if I ask why? Um, sure. It's a really interesting story. We um, we kind of got um, well. Uh, we kind of got blackmailed into it. Um, we uh... her eyes go wide. <laughs> we so yeah. So I don't know if you've spent much time in New Seychester, but there's a ton of terrible people there, um, and uh, there are so these these horrible criminals were trying to frame uh, uh, Kay. She's the uh, woman over there throwing up. Um, frame <laughs> her brother for murder. Um, and so uh, in order to uh, get them to drop the charges, we actually took upon this kind of monetary debt to some kind of seedy underworld woman um, who we don't really know anything about. But she wanted us to go across the river and look for these birds. So we're going to do that and then hopefully do some good along the way um, because we also want to investigate um, this fish kill that's been poisoning the, the river. Um, the, the, the whole river is filled with some kind of nasty um, liquid or something like that that seems to be poisoning the fish. Um, it's, like this, it's like this burny acid in the water almost. And uh, so... We definitely want to figure out the, like the cause of that. So, you know, uh, hopefully kill two birds with one stone and also some birds while we're at it. So. Gracious, that sounds like quite an errand. It seems like Morden may have sent you to this place in order to do these good works and fix the things that are wrong in this place. He's he's certainly uh, been testing my metal, uh, which I appreciate. Um, I feel every day like I'm becoming stronger and and becoming the the tool that he wants me to be. Um, I, I, I can feel myself growing, which is why I came here. You know, I wanted to to uh, to test myself um, in the the fires against the hammer and anvil of of, of Morden's, you know, vision for me. Uh, and uh, so far, it has been very invigorating. Oh, that's that's amazing. I I wish you all of the luck on your um, adventures on the other side of the river, and hopefully, I will see you again soon, and that you will uh, have experienced uh, this test uh, and come through come through it with uh, flying colors. No doubt, I will. Is Lucanus anywhere near them? He's on I mean, the you can be wherever you want, man. Oh, uh, I mean, it's not that big a boat. Like you, you, I mean, you can be wherever you want, but like, like you could be out of earshot, or you could be like standing nearby listening to this awkward flirtation that's happening. Yeah, Cedric's definitely not talking quietly, so you could. Does probably... he ever talk quietly? I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. Well, Lucanus overhears them. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, also, Eric, you are totally allowed to ship this. <laughs> <laughs> Literally ship it. They're oh. they're on the ship. Yeah, he asked if it was too on the nose to say. You, no, no, you you can ship. I we're veto. All, we're all we're all on the relationship, so you can ship the ship on the ship. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> Cedric that was brilliant, Ryan. Oh, God. I think, I, and above I, think I like that more than my net puns. <laughs> Anybody else doing anything else while you are on the ship? It's going to be like a, you know, like... You know, you're tacking kind of in and out of the wind because you're of the direction you're trying to go kind of across this river mouth. So it's going to take you, like, you know, getting out of the bay across the river and, like, find, finding a place to dock along that other side that, like, nobody's really navigated before. It's going to take you, like, a two-ish hours at least. So um, time. I mean, Lucanus didn't, didn't do anything with his weapons the previous night because he was trying to get to bed early. So uh, he's, he's sitting on the stern... Sharpening them and, you know, just in general maintaining them. Making sure that they're not dull, making sure that they're still sharp and strong and capable of hurting anything. Just like Cedric's wit. <laughs> Fletcher, were you going to say something? Uh, yeah, I think Fletcher... Probably, like, as we, you know, as we're pulling away, like, going out of the bay and, like, out around the coast to try to get to, like, the mouth of the river, river you know, the path we're taking... Probably just trying to observe if there's anything, like, of note to take note about, like, the topography, geography, like, when you get away from shore, is there something, like, more distant that he can make note of? Like, oh, you can see, like, there's an outline of, like, a mountain range or so. Like, is there anything of note? So he's probably just watching and observing to see if anything sure. pops up. Um, okay, give me a perception check and then okay. also... Uh, knowledge, nature, and knowledge geography, because you kind of well, you're look you're looking at things, but you're also trying to understand what you see, right? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Those. Yeah. So, so you want you want three checks? Yes. Like, one okay. perception. So for all like, of us, or just Fletcher? Just Fletcher, because he's the one like intentionally doing this. So, like, perception is okay. what you're gonna see, and then yeah. the two knowledges are like what you can tell about it. Because okay. Lucanus uh, is always doing the bad thing, so he's always watching. Uh, perception was an 18, and then nature was a uh, nat 20. Woo! So the total would have been 24, okay. but it was a nat 20. All right. Do you so is that? Do you want a second roll on that check because it was a 20? Uh, no, that the the confirmation for combat hits is only for combat. Yeah. Combat. Uh, so that was nature, and then ge geography. And then 18 geography. Holy smokes. You are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning. <laughs> and then when, we get, and then when we get into battle, I will probably not be able to do anything. <laughs> One, two, <four>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you see with your special eyes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so you are looking... Um, so as you pull away from the docks, like or as the ship pulls away from the docks, you notice that again, like I described, that this bay is very deep. Like the land looks like it just like like straight drops off, you know, like at the at the shoreline basically, right? That is it, like it's really straight drop off, um, and then this deep bay. You make it out into the ocean, um, and yeah, you can get sort of a lay of a little bit more of Arda at this perspective. Um, so you can see New Seychester and sort of the grasslands off to one side, off to the right. Um, and then you can see that, like, you know, a little to the left of New Seychester is, you know, where the river moves. Um, and then on the other side of the river, you can see um, sort of a dark, uh, a dark mass um, <clears throat> that, you know, it looks like a forest, but this is a very, like, different color and you're just getting a different vibe than the forest that you were briefly in with uh, Tempest and Calder 
their forest was um, like you know temperate full just of giant trees. Spiders. Well, full of giant spiders, yes, um, <laughs> that wanted to suck your blood. Um, but also, it was full of temperate deciduous trees. Um, so that would be trees that lose their leaves seasonally. Um, <laughs> pow! I don't have my bell today, guys. Sorry. Um, but this this forest, it's just like a different color, and like you're just getting a different vibe. But like you can't tell much about it until you get closer to it. Um, but kind of like like the the river kind of you can see it it sort of starts to curve a little bit into the continent. And again, you don't have like a super high perspective, so you can't tell a lot. But like, yeah, you can see that the river kind of starts to curve. And like way back in the distance, you might be able to see some like shapes that look like mountain peaks in the haze. So, yeah. How There's far into the river are we right now compared to where we walked? Um, you're not in the river. So like I said, you basically like, like uh, out of the bay. <clears throat> You came out of the bay, and you're kind of, like, in, like, where the ocean and the river mouth mix. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you're going you're going basically, like, straight across the river mouth right now. Because I believe what was requested was that, like, you, you said you at least wanted to make it across. Because she said she didn't know if she could make it up the river because nobody knows how deep it really, like, nobody sounded it, right? Gotcha. Yeah, so you're kind of you're kind of going you're going kind of along the coast right now, which is why Fletcher is able to get this really great layout of what's going on. Yeah. Now I wish we had equipment to sound the river. Kay is trying to throw up, and also like is wishing that she could someday be like the captain. <laughs> <laughs> like the captain. <laughs> like that's who I want to be when I grow up, but currently. K is puking outside of the room. <laughs> so we've got a long way to go. I was trying to think if, if there was anything I could do for you, but I don't think so. <laughs> there's no there's no uh, cure seasickness. You don't have like summon cure. ginger summon candy ginger or yeah. anything? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> summon Dramamine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, we can't have her sleepy for battle later. <laughs> non drowsy Dramamine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Lucanus, while you're polishing your weapons, you just, you notice that the ship captain is sort of, like, watching you. Um, are you gonna look over at her, or are you just gonna ignore her? No. <laughs> no, what? I, I, that was, no, that was he's a multi- just, He's just gonna keep doing the brooding thing. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh. And, by the way, I did a, I did a, a, a roll on the brooding just now. I got a 16 on the brooding, so... Is brooding a I, skill? <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if there's, like, a bonus for my character's particular situation, but, uh... Watch that. Man. Some girls like guys who smolder. Mm -hmm. I know. You're definitely I proficient know. in brooding, uh, I'd say. 16. <laughs> Excellent. You are brooding. And, yeah, she just watches you, like... Tend to your weapons for a little while, and then she goes back to doing other ship things. Yeah. Uh, and eventually the weapons are fine, and he just sort of does the bodyguard thing out of the stern looking for trouble, and yeah, just okay. just chilling. All right, if you are looking for trouble on the stern, give me a perception check. Uh, oh, my God, Kay is not going to be useful at all if there is trouble. <laughs> so, uh, 12. <laughs> 12. Okay. Yeah, so you look out over the stern and you see, like, first the city kind of retreat behind you and then, you know, the, the boat sort of, you know, slowly curves and then you just see sort of, like, the ocean. Um, it's a nice... Wait. <laughs> Let me look at the weather before I tell you it's a nice day. Uh, yeah, it's a nice day. Um, again, it's, you know, it's spring moving into summer, um, so it's, you know, 
fairly warm, a little breezy, um, but yeah, overall, a very pleasant day to be out on the water, honestly. Um, and yeah, you don't see anything of note. I walk over to Lucanus and I'm like, it's a beautiful day to be out on the water, don't you think? It's just like sunny, a little bit breezy, it's real nice. Yeah, it's, it's a nice day. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just stands there awkwardly. And then they just stand there enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Like a healthy relationship <laughs> between friends. You should go back to flirting. It worked better. <laughs> Y'all are so awkward. <laughs> 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 I give you all these NPCs to play with, and you're just standing there with your arms full. <laughs> uh, well, I talk to the only one I'm interested in talking to. <laughs> okay. Kay wants to talk to the captain, but she's afraid that she's going to puke in her face. So uh, Roll a fortitude save. <laughs> Yeah, I was, say, I was wondering when the fortitude save was coming. Yeah, where, is that on the... Well, this is a self-imposed fortitude save. Like, mm-hmm. she chose to get seasick. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it is, does anyone really choose to get seasick? <clears throat> well, I... <laughs> it's the nature of the game. So it's just a d20 plus whatever your fortitude is? Correct. In, yay. I haven't had to use that before. Oh, yeah. Cedric did. <laughs> I got a 15... 15. Um, I mean, like, you're pretty green around the gills. Maybe the blue sparkles are a little green today. <laughs> a bit of blue and purple. Um, but, like, you're, you're, like, after the first bout, you're kind of, like, you're keeping it down. I can, like, stand. Yeah, yeah. So you cool. can talk to her, yeah. You, you feel like you could probably talk to her without being completely disgusting. <laughs> I'm not sure if I feel up to it, though. <clears throat> Kate just, like, looks over her direction and is like, why aren't they that cool? She's, she's just leaning. She's always <laughs> leaning against something. <laughs> Being a captain sounds great. I want to be a captain. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> just lean on things. It's like the fawns of the sea. She just kind of stands there. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I mean, she does stuff, but like, this is a pretty chill cruise. Like, y'all aren't, you know, there's nothing to do right now. We're in low maintenance, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's an amazing thing for this group. Especially as far as Cedric's concerned. So, as far as the rest of the crew goes, it's a half-elf and two half-orcs. Yeah, so there's a male half-elf with kind of blonde hair. Um, He seems to be working a lot of, like, the sails and the rigging. Um, There's a female half-orc, incredibly attractive for a half-orc. Like, you would almost guess that she was something else. Um, Because, like, she's got the tusks and and the gray skin and the black hair and whatever, but, like, she's really, really pretty. Like She's making it work. Basically, what I'm saying is that, like, she could almost pass for human is, like, yeah. The human um, with really sexy tusks. Yeah, well, and they've got that, little gold caps on them. I mean, that, would mean, that would mean she'd be really probably not attractive to an orc. So that's right. very, mm-hmm. very qualified. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, but yeah, so she's so she's doing a lot of the smart, sort of like on the deck stuff. She's a little do the Harry Styles music. She doesn't the, know she's game. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a male half orc um, who is running, like doing the helm and navigating and stuff. Yeah. How would you rate his uh, beauty on a? <laughs> he <laughs> on a is a fancy motherfucker. Um, he is, uh, young, so, like, 20s, smooth silver gray skin, wavy, blackest black hair hanging to his shoulders, uh, like, 6'5", um, 
good posture, even though he towers over everyone else. Um, boots, trousers, shirt, and a vest, and a cravat, and he is really neat and clean and put together, considering that, like, he works on a ship. So, uh, is the half-elf the least attractive of all the people on the boat? <laughs> like... I mean, he's, like... <laughs> He's fine. Uh, what did I write? Sun bleached blonde hair cut short, hawkish nose, uh, green eyes. Instead of rate my professor, it's rate my NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> and it has a little hotness rating on it. Uh-huh. He's <laughs> like I don't I didn't do this on purpose, but everybody on the ship is hot. Whatever. Yeah. No, um, wait, 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 wait. He's like the friend he's like the friend that you want to take your Tinder pictures with. Hmm. <laughs> he's he's a less developed character, let's uh-huh. put it that way. Okay. The half elf wait, so it's short, sun bleached blonde hair. Like is it like frosted tips, like nineties boy <laughs> Like I'm picturing him with like a puka shell <laughs> necklace. <laughs> like <laughs> He might have the puka shell. Yes, necklace. okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> Word picture painted. Did we oh, just God. find the art of Guy Fieri? <laughs> I like Guy Fieri. <laughs> Guy Fieri, if you're listening, We'd be happy send us the message. We'd wow. love to have you as a you're, guest. You're, that's really uh, very ambitious of you to think that Guy Fieri <laughs> would be listening to this. You know what? You never know. Yes. Shoot for the moon. He'll just he, land he among the stars. He podcast while he drives to all those diners and dives and whatever. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to do a food-themed episode on this podcast, I would be here for it. I would be here for it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so that's that's who all you see. Kay, like, looks around and is like, wow, everyone is, like, way cooler than me. I can't talk to any of these people. <laughs> Lucanus is still brooding. I just got 18 on the brooding. Oh my god. <laughs> He's brooding harder. I feel, I almost feel bad rolling for this brooding thing as a joke because I am not going to be rolling very good in battle now. Yeah, waste them all now. Go go crazy. No. Yeah. I don't care. Cedric's, Cedric's gonna like make his way over to Fletcher and be like, hey, do you think, um, have you noticed Lucanus is kind of brooding more than normal? Uh, I mean, he's certainly doing his typical staring into the distance dramatically sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is kind of his thing, isn't it? I mean, maybe, uh, I don't know, it, maybe it's maybe he hasn't been on a boat often. I mean, certainly coming over here to Arda, but, I mean, it, it could be a, a, a new experience. Um, and it's not like we haven't run into problems in this water before, Uh so he's probably a little bit worried something might happen. Uh, you know, remember looking uh, at those plants. So I appreciate that he's keeping an eye out. And so that he is... <laughs> there is that. Oh, no. Peter's brooding now. Oh, no, I'm lagging. Know, right? No, he's back. <laughs> this I'm makes back. me feel like I need to give you guys the Everfull jug as a magic item. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now Peter's back. Yeah, I'm back. Um, back. Hey, do you think there are any like uh, big sharks that live in this water? <laughs> oh my god, thank you. <laughs> well, if the water's deep enough, I, I wouldn't see why not. Oh. That'd be cool. I'd love to see one of those. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so tempted to just make it attack you right now. <laughs> You're poking the bear. <laughs> we could always... We could always uh, tie you off to the mast and throw you overboard and let you swim around. Uh, what was his name? The guy that died? I, wasn't he just some random NPC? 
Well, they yeah. gave him a name. Uh, oh. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> they were attacked by a megalodon in the from the Annals of History episode. <laughs> oh, I in this same area too. of the ocean. I found it. We found it snorkeling. Awesome. Fun fact. Oh, very cool. So this is when our boat is just passing over, like his skeleton buried in the sand beneath <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, no, Ancient I think I'm good. Group. Ancient shark corpolites. <laughs> I don't think it's really hard to swim with all this armor on, so yeah, probably that's wouldn't. Yeah, probably wouldn't go very well. Salt water probably wouldn't go too well with your oh, with no, it either. It's hell on steel. <laughs> that would be rough. Mm-hmm. No good. Yeah, I, it would take me like three days to re-oil it all. It's just, it's a lot. I tell you what, and it, I don't know, it might hurt my shirt. Ooh. I'm gonna change it to my my adventuring shirt. Yeah, you see, yeah, you you see that that shirt seems awfully clean. Are you sure you don't want to you want to change that? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we spent a lot of time dealing with that. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna change it to my adventuring shirt. <laughs> it takes 15 minutes for me to like take all my armor off. <laughs> and undo all those fucking buttons. Yeah. Don't forget all yeah. like 182 buttons. So many buttons. Or yeah, and I like and I I have to like get Fletcher to help me with like some of the like leather straps to like you know. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Eric has reminded us that it was Floppy McGee. R.I.P. Oh, Floppy, Floppy McGee. McGee. Floppy McGee. Leave your life for the Megalodon episode. <laughs> Oh, now I feel bad we didn't give him a better name. Yeah, Floppy. <laughs> yes. Oh, because I said R- something about him being Floppy in the shark. R.I.P. Floppy. Oh, right, yeah, it's like yeah, because like you asked if he was already dead, and I was like, well, he's pretty Floppy. So. <laughs> anyway, he was he was a good man. Nobody oh. said nobody could say he had much of a backbone, but <laughs> wow. Uh... This two-hour boat ride is gonna last forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. I think that's that's all yep. I got. <laughs> all right. Um. So eventually, Stominell comes back up to you, Fletcher, because you were the one who sort of like negotiated this with her, and is like, okay, so we are, like, you can see, we're kind of most of the way, you know, out into or like across the river now. Um. Did you want me to just, like, drop you off on the other side if we can find, like, a cove? Or did you want me to see if we can, like, make it up a ways? Suppose it's, it's, I know you mentioned you don't, you're not sure about the depth of the river going up any length. Um, We are, we're also unsure about how far up the river we would need to go. Um, Is there, do you have any... Rowboats or anything, uh, you know, lashed to this ship that we could potentially lower and take further up the river, uh, in, in case you don't want to endanger uh, your ship. I mean, yeah, we do. Um, yeah, I Claude is a great navigator, but I don't really want him driving my ship blind up that river. Um, but yeah, if you want to take the dinghy, you can. Uh, it's gonna cost you a little because. Uh, have taken my boat, but uh, I mean that's a thing we could do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, would would you want to send one send your your crew with us so that they know they have the boat and? Uh, I mean, you want to? So so, do you want them like someone to be in the rowboat with you and like take you somewhere and then drop I'm drop you off? Like, do you want them to hang out with you? I'm not sure what you mean. 
Well, let's. Uh, I look around. And I like. I catch people's eyes and like to bring them over. Like mm-hmm. all three of them. Uh, yeah. To bring them over and like ask everybody what what they how they feel about what we should do. Mm-hmm. Like just stopping here when we we don't know how far up we need to go, but we're also at like ground zero of the river. I have no <laughs> idea where like how far up we need to go. <clears throat> so so uh, what everyone what what. What do you think we should do? Uh, it could be a, a, a slog on a the water walk. or by foot. It would probably be worse on foot, no? Uh, In terms of danger, you know, the, the the shorter we travel by foot, the less danger we're going to be exposed to. At least on the river, you know, we have a we have a boat to protect us. The the river is big, right? Like I, I remember you describing it like it's hard to like see across, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, at least here, like at the mouth, it is. It's kind of like the Mississippi. It's very broad. Okay. At the very least, let's go up the let's go up the river until it narrows. Yeah. Can we can we just go up the river until it till we reach a point where we feel like maybe it's not safe? Do we have a way of measuring like how deep the water is? Like a big stick or something that we can stick down? I mean, I don't have a stick that's you know can go past the you know the height of my boat. Remember, this is like a sailing ship, right? Mm-hmm. So she didn't she didn't have a, a stick that you know you need like a um. <laughs> Sorry, I was just asked if I wanted pizza. <laughs> like, don't a lot of ships though, like how they used to like calculate knots is they would like put knots in a rope, right? Yeah. But, like, would they have a rope with knots in it? They they. I know that Cedric here. doesn't know that though. <laughs> like, we don't have a stick. Um. Well, and a lot of so. Um, maybe she didn't, like, explain this to you before, but, like, a lot of the routes that I'm taking this boat on are pretty well charted. This is, like, a whole different thing, so I don't have a knot rope ready to go. I mean, I guess we could make one, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a little confused, like, what your angle is, because at first you said something about needing to go across to get some birds or something, but you also want to go up, so well, I'm not, I'm think not sure where the... you want us to put you. Yeah, well, I'm not sure we know where we want to put us either, which is where the problem is. Because the birds are west, and the the goopy goop is coming from upstream. And so theoretically, west is still upstream. So I'm guessing we'll find birds anywhere to the west, regardless of how far upstream. But we also don't know where the goopy goop is coming from, other than that way. Uh, all right. Um, well, yeah. You 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 decide where you want me to put you. Fletcher, you're the scholar. <laughs> well, so if there is the smaller dinghy that we could take, probably much much further upstream. Um, and so do we? We can take that on our own, uh, which will cost more money. We can have a crew member come with us to perhaps help get the you know get the boat going, navigate, and and. That will probably cost us even more money. Um, so I know it, not how to row a boat, yeah. nor how to navigate. Yeah, we should get one of the one of these strong young people to 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 man the you know the boat flippers. Yeah, those. <laughs> boat flippers. Yeah, yeah. So you know. Boat flippers. Yeah. The fins. Yeah, you know those those the long fins. sticks with the. the... Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Cedric's second time on a boat. The first yeah. time didn't have any paddles. <laughs> it would keep us from tiring ourselves out if we if we hired a member of the crew as well. Uh, we because we know we're we're eventually going to have to disembark and 
head out on foot, so we don't want to be exhausted. It's true. We'll probably have to, you know, not die as well. Yeah, it'll be good if we, yeah, we're able to, like, pay attention to what's going on instead of just trying to get the boat going. <laughs> Who knows what might happen. So that's, those, that. I guess, those are our options. Uh, and then the other option is just stopping at the mouth of the river and walking upriver the whole way until we find what we need. Uh, I think a boat's a good idea, depending on how much it costs. Yeah. Yeah, we were, like, already at the side of the river, like, several days ago, and we decided to go back to get a boat. Now it would be silly to just, like, ride the boat back to the exact same point that we were at before and then walk. And walk. <laughs> we're on the other side of the river. That's true. Yeah, so we were walking through the forest across. instead of the other side, which is grasslands. <laughs> the yeah. forest seems like it would be much more difficult to travel through. Uh, well, then, uh, Stominella, what what would it cost to you know, have use of both the dinghy and perhaps uh, a member of your crew to, to come with us and, and assist our way up the river um, and then wait for our return so we can return back uh, and get back on, on your boat, return return the dinghy, and return to New Setchester? Mm. Um, okay. So, you want the dinghy and a crew member. Well, we'll have to see if anybody's volunteering. You said goopy goop in the river? I'm a little nervous about what that might do to the it's dinghy. It's just kind of shiny. Okay. It seems to only hurt things that are alive, and your boat is not alive, so... Well, last time I checked. So... So you're good. Okay. Um, I would not recommend your crew member who comes with us to drink or touch it, the water, though. That is okay. not recommended. Cool. Uh, yeah, well, get just, over here, drink it, and he's just still alive, but a little worse for winter. Wow, harsh, guys. Because um, <laughs> we're all eccentric drinking. <laughs> well, I will, uh, uh, whether or not a crew member volunteers to come with you is up to them, so you, you can you can ask them. Um, as far as the dinghy, uh... Look at we're shopping! Are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, as far as the dinghy, I mean... It's a, it's a dinghy. Like, if you want to give me ten gold for it, like that's that's insurance enough. Um, but yeah, as far as whether or not anybody's coming with you, that's uh, that's up to them. So you'll need to ask them. Uh, is the crew still sort of like scattered around the boat doing stuff? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I know. I guess I mean, who, who, who do we, who do we want to ask? Uh, I mean, I know which one I want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where Cedric is running off to? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> skipper, skipper, skipper. Still brooding. Still brooding. Uh, so yeah, I. What is what is the I have what is the dwarven woman's name? Uh, the dwarven woman's name was Vinalda. Vinalda uh, Boardstock. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna run over to her and say. Um, mm -hmm. So um, we are thinking that uh, in order to go upriver and check out that the source of that um, acid that I was telling you about earlier, mm -hmm. we don't want to take the whole boat upriver because um, apparently it could, like, run aground. Yeah, yeah. it certainly could. So um, your captain is going to let us borrow one of the little boats, the dingies. And, oh, he is. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to rent it, I guess. Um, okay. But uh, we need somebody who knows how to paddle it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So, uh, do you want to come? Uh, 
Uh, I mean, I can if you guys need help. Uh, I'm, my arms aren't exactly long enough to use both oars at the same time, but if I pulled on one oar and someone else pulled on the other, or I can help you navigate while someone else rows. Oh, um, can we get Oh my god. It's like awkward, <laughs> like, double. Yeah, I, I would, I'd be, I'd be honored to pull on the oar beside you. <laughs> now I need to roll a 42 seconds. We're all dead. I, I also oh, suddenly feel another bout of seasickness. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, did, uh, how far are we going exactly? Oh, we're not sure. Like I said, we're, you know, as we're... As far as you want to go, baby. <laughs> I hope you're just saying that under your breath in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. Let's 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 have Lucanus say that to embarrass Cedric. <laughs> like he just walks by and says that. Okay, she kind of like does the double take thing, looks over at you, and like looks and like squints, and then she like looks back at Cedric and squints harder. Um, I <laughs> Cedric blushes and then uh, just says, uh, "Yeah, like I mean, I guess like we need to figure out like um, uh, how." I don't know how far the boat could go, like, I guess however far you're comfortable with, um, but, like, obviously we wouldn't go overnight, because there's not I'm so enough... glad you're getting consent first. Um, <laughs> obviously what? We wouldn't go overnight, because there's probably not anywhere to sleep on that little boat, uh, and so, like, maybe, like, a couple of hours, but then, like, maybe we'd, get, like, get off somewhere, we don't, it's kind of more just to see what's up there. Get off somewhere, huh? <laughs> 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 Not where I expected conversations with her were gonna go, but here we are. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so basically your plan is that like we'll spend a good portion of the day tooling around in the boat, but you think we'll be back here by nightfall. Yeah. So you want so you want the you want the Gerlady to sort of like weigh anchor somewhere off the coast, and then we just kind of like go up. Is that your plan? I think so. I mean, Sounds if. If that's your plan, then I can help. Yes, um, but I, uh, I don't think we want to leave the ship just like anchored out here for very, like, very long. You know, because it's just like a random spot, not super safe. Um, but also because you know, if we're not running you folks somewhere, then we've got other um, customers that we could uh, work with. So, yeah, I guess uh, if it's just going to be a day thing, then, then I can help. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's do it. Okay. So, so Cedric is just just is trying to broker the whole deal and coming back without asking anybody. Yep. <laughs> Let me see your surprise face. Yeah. This is mine. <laughs> so Cedric oh, comes God. back with Vinalda and he's like, <laughs> so Vinalda said she'd come with us for the day. Hello. Oh, this Hi. is Vinalda, by the way. Vinalda, this is Kay. Uh, that's Fledger, Hi. and that's Lucanus over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. Mm -hmm. uh, what? Uh, uh, Cedric, uh, so you, you promised, what, a day? <laughs> well, I thought that's what we were going to do. Is that not what we're going to do? And what happens if what we're doing can't be resolved in a day? <laughs> well, I thought we were just going to go out and look. Uh, well, I don't know. That was what I, I thought we were doing. I, I, I thought, I guess, she would, like, 
bring us as far as we could and and then like drop us off on the bank and then we would somehow get back. I guess I hadn't thought about that part. Yeah, we we need the return journey too. Oh. Well that they could come back and pick us up, maybe. Yeah, maybe in like two days maybe? How long are we think it's gonna take to kill some birds and find some goop? Yeah, how hard can it be? Depends on how far up the river we need to go. What if a day still doesn't even get us past where we need to go? I feel like this, it, it's kind of, it has kind of has to be open-ended. And that, like, I'm like, so I, I don't know if you, if that changes how you feel about accompanying us. Uh, <laughs> a day might not exactly get us where we need to go. Can we, can we pay for them to wait? Potentially. Because if we pay like for them to wait, a lot. if we pay for them to wait, you know, we'll we'll still have safe passage back. If we need a fallback position, we can use the boat for a fallback position. And best of all, Cedric's girlfriend will still be here waiting for him. Uh, I don't know what yeah. you mean by that, but uh, how much would it cost for you to uh, wait here for us? Um, first of all, Eric says you all aren't very good wingmen. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> It's because I'm a wing woman, ha. Uh, um, but also, who are you asking, and where do you want them to wait for you? Well, we would need, uh, was it Vinalda? Mm-hmm. That's who you were talking to, yeah. Uh, we would need Vinalda to wait at the river drop-off point until mm-hmm. we return, mm-hmm. and, and then we would need the boat to wait until we return on the boat with Vinalda. Okay. To get us back. <laughs> so you want the Gerli D to weigh anchor here off the coast and wait. And I'm going to take you in the dinghy, and we're going to drop you off somewhere, and then I'm going to sit alone in the dinghy at the edge of an unexplored continent until you maybe come back. And then we'll go back to the Gerli D. <laughs> well, when you put it like that. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe let's just I sail mean, up river until we find a cove. And then I mean, maybe off. we could just take the dinghy, and then we would have it. We could, like, anchor it, and then we could bring it back down the river and park it on the the whatever side that we could then walk from the banks to the town to then be like, hey, your dinghy is, like, on the corner here, and then they could, like, get their boat to go get the dinghy, you know? Yeah, we we do know how to I mean, walk back from the I mean, back the side worst, of the river. The worst part of this plan, the worst part of this plan is that the reimbursement request is going to take like five episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those filing of taxes, though. Yeah, well, oh, so, yeah this new sage no. is in a town, so they don't have taxes. Yeah. I mean, so, I think that's our best option, right? Because I mean, like, that's the most economic and ensures that we will get back and no one has to wait for us and potentially no one will die except for us. Yeah, no, no endangering of others. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, what if it's that? What if we rent the dinghy? Uh, the Gerlady can go about its business, and we basically register that the drop-off point will be the opposite side of the river that we're basically on now, uh, where the Gerlady can pick the dinghy back up, uh, which we will uh, drop there, go back to town, uh, and come to the docks or, or get get send message to you that the dinghy has been returned and we are back in back in town. And if if you need, we can sort out some kind of half now, half after return sort of payment so you have money uh, to, to guarantee uh, that, that this will be left there or whatever, if those terms sound acceptable. 
uh, Vinalda sort of listens to all of this, and uh, yes, that all sounds um, acceptable. Did uh, you said Stomanel said you could take the dinghy? How much did she say you could take it for? Ten gold. Ten gold. You see her shoulders slump like just a little bit, but she's like, okay, um, yes, you can do that. Um, and if the dinghy gets dropped off and is none the worse for wear, then uh, we will give you half of that back. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, can you give us like really quick just some lessons on how to um, how to operate the, the 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 bits that make it move? You she just sort move of like squints yeah. again and you is just like, move on. Uh, <laughs> do none of you know how to row a boat? Or... No, uh, Flet I mean Fletcher does. I mean, growing <laughs> up theoretically, gr growing well, growing up <laughs> in a like right. working class family of people who would have right yeah like what activities I mean, do you do in medieval fantasy land but like outdoor stuff like <laughs> you, would have can, you would have canoed at some point yeah there's only outdoor stuff, stuff. yeah <laughs> would lucanus know um yes you would actually um because your town your village was on a lake so ah okay yeah. yep so yeah i i find it perfectly plausible that both of you would know how absolutely okay lucanus raises his hand not I know how to, loves I know to, how to operate a boat. boat by himself. <laughs> oh, I don't think he can even like contribute anything to trying to row the boat. <laughs> Four people up river, it's gonna be up to Lucanus. <laughs> He's a wizard. <laughs> He's a wizard I mean, graduate student. He, can't he, do is, anything. he is the strongest. My arms are so tiny. <laughs> yeah. You you are the strongest, it's true. Alright. Um so yeah, they navigate to a place um where they can sort of uh, like, you all get in the dinghy, and they lower it down on ropes and into the water. And there you go. And is there, I'm assuming, like, so, like, where we are, when we would have, like, passed by the other side of the river, we can, like, we would have established a place over there that, like, there was a, a weird dead tree and some rocks, and, like, that's yeah. where we'll shore the... Yeah, so basically she was able to pull you, like, sort of into the mouth of the river um, a little bit. Like, she, you know, they, they were able to sort of visually see, and, like, everybody already knew that this was really, really big. So, like, yeah, they they chanced it for you and went up a ways. Um, and, yeah, so they're they're... They're sort of pointing you towards a place that seems like a good landing spot. And can I have everybody give me another perception check? Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I got an 18. I rolled a 1, so I'm sitting on a whopping 7. Okay, <laughs> uh, still 18 plus 4, so that's 22. And is suffering from imposter syndrome. Oh, relatable. <laughs> Poor Kay. Uh, is so, many so happy to be off that boat. <laughs> He's uh, uh, yeah, really looking at the stuff on land. <laughs> yeah, you are. Because he is brooding. Not looking back. I got eight. Eight. Nineteen. Right. Nineteen. Okay, sorry, Kay, what did you get again? You said a one. Not... A one. <laughs> She's just so seasick. Plus, plus six is seven. She's like... now, now you're closer to the waterline in a smaller boat, and it's more movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the um, Fletcher and Lucanus, yeah, you're you're a little more uh, aware of what you're pointed towards. Um, so you see, that's the wrong tab. You see <laughs> um, the the dark coloration of a forest, the Fletcher that you could see before. It's like it's becoming more clear to you now. There are big trees. There are trees covered in vines. 
Um, there are just, yeah, it seems like a very lush forest that you're moving towards. You're welcome, Nancy. <laughs> it's like my home, Sniff. <laughs> does Kay have a nice machete like Nancy does? Oh, I hope so. Oh, she has a sickle. It's kind of the I same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. What you really need is a pith helmet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're, so they've dropped us off. We're how far from the shore? I mean, probably like several hundred yards. Like, you know, they, they pulled you in pretty close. Like, it's not, not, not even several hundred yards. Like, maybe 800 yards. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I just assume, like, Cedric is, like, doing all the boat stuff wrong. He's, like, sitting on, like, one side of the boat. So uh -huh. it's like. <laughs> you stand up. trying to pause him over towards the center like a disobedient puppy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, stay here. Otherwise, you're gonna tip us, and I don't feel like swimming. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. And Fletcher puts his hands up, like he stands up, and he just puts his hands on his shoulders and just like pushes it back down. And like, totally. Do not stand up. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I mean, if Cedric stands up, he's kind of short, but mm. yeah, it's a very low center of gravity. Okay, <laughs> so. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So, Lucanus, are you at the oars? Yeah, uh, am I at the oars? Uh, yeah, I think I'm at the oars, aren't I? <laughs> um, yeah, what should I have? Because I'm the, I'm the strongest person who knows how to use a boat, so... Yeah, you'd have to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm trying to decide what I want you to roll. That's what I get for being a barbarian. Um, sorry, I'm looking at my game screen, which I broke. Um, how about... Do you have like a, I don't have a character sheet with me. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. I can never remember the whole thing. Find a source of acid and kill a bunch of birds. I should have thought more about the lyrics. There's a ride, wow, there's a ride skill. Um, let's just do a race. No, that's for horses. Um, yeah, just do a straight strength check for me, that's fine. Uh, straight strength check. Yeah, this, this version does not have like athletics like they have in I got another 18. Wait, just on the die, or that's with your modifier? No, that's that's what I got on the die. Uh, strength check. Wish I could roll this well in battle. Jesus. Uh, what is my strength modifier? More importantly, how many pages is your character sheet? <laughs> uh, let's see. Plus two. So a dirty 20. A 20 total. Dirty 20. Um, awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, Veronica says that's the second time Lucanus has burst into song, and Eric says that's why Lucanus isn't a bard barbarian. Oh. Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah. Between between my songs and my puns, maybe I should take a level in bard. Hey, you want a oh. multi-class? You do you, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with that dirty 20, you are able to make short work of rowing you guys sort of across... Um, and finding a good place to, like, like basically Fletcher, because, like, rowing, you're not facing where you're going. Um, so Fletcher sort of, like, helps you navigate to where a good landing spot would be for you guys. Um, yeah. And as you're, and as the keel of the boat hits the sort of, like, sandy, gravelly shore, uh, you see before you that the forest on this side of the river is unlike anything most of you have seen before. It's a moist, deciduous forest, so the air feels warm and steamy. The vegetation is lush, and you can see an incredible variety of vines, herbs, and trees without even turning your head to look around. The perfume of a thousand different flowers hits your nose. You can hear birds and insects calling from deeper in. We're going in there. Uh, 
Sounds like it's where the birds are, at least. Uh, but if we if we look at the river, do we still see like where we landed? There's obviously still foam and like shiny water, so we're definitely still within the affected part of the river. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So uh, well, we're not past the uh, the goopy goop of the river, as Kay put it. So it sounds like if we head in, we might at least find the birds, uh, but the source of the problem in the river might be even further up. How how far up from the river does, like, the dead zone, like, go? Oh, the like the dead zone of vegetation? Mm-hmm. Um, well, as I mentioned when Fletcher was collecting a vegetation sample, it's not that any of the riparian vegetation is dead. Um, some of it looks, like, a little sick, like, basically right against the water, mm-hmm. but, like, there isn't, like, a dead zone. Okay. Or, or even, like, a super dramatic, like, line. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Let's go in. I guess, I... Yeah, this is as good a place as any to, to head head in. Can I, can you, bro- can you look brooding while rowing a boat? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's a great face. I can't. Uh, I want to gift that. Um. <laughs> the only reason I'm gonna go in there because is because I don't have to be in this boat if I'm there. Fair enough. I uh, mean, maybe maybe if K pukes overboard hard enough, it'll act like an outboard motor. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So can I stand up? Is it okay for me to stand up now? No. Yes. No, yes, the, we're the, on the shore. Has hit the shore. Oh, we're on we're shore. On shore. Yeah. Yes. Fine. Do it. All right. I'm but gonna... he totally just, like, walks along. The... Like, he doesn't do the thing where he, like, walks down the center line holding the gunnels or anything. He no, just, like, straight up, like, pieces out. Yeah, I just, like, I just, like, leap over. So, like, it, it like, kind of, like, rocks back and kind of, like, oh, kicks back off the, you know, where it's been uh, <laughs> beached. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I, like, stand there awkwardly while you, like, reposition and, like, re-get the boat, you know, back up on the shore. It's like, oh, sorry. they like, try and, like, reach out to help. Kay, like, drags herself off the boat. Tries to balance it slightly better than Cedric did, but not a ton of effort. Like, 10% effort. But it is so good the moment your feet hit solid ground. <laughs> so <Okay>. good. <laughs> Kay actually just lays down on the solid <laughs> You do, like, 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 the fall to your knees and then just, like, face plant into the sand. Mm. <laughs> it's so dirt-like and nice and warm. <laughs> And then she's like, I bet the cool captain wouldn't hug the dirt. <laughs> like, I was going to say, you're lucky none of the crew came with you if you're going to do that. <laughs> so it gives you kind of an awkward back pat. Aww. Is whoever's in the background making fun of us? Probably. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say I mean, yeah. we're going to, I guess we, Kay, are you feeling, are you feeling ready to, to, to be on your feet and head inside this, this forest? Um, not really, but I guess maybe if we trudge slowly. Is Fletcher out of the boat at this point? We can start slowly. Yeah, aren't we all out of the boat? No. I'm gonna. Uh... Oh, Lucanus! Lucanus gets out of the boat right after Fletcher and drags it up on shore and starts piling sticks and branches on top of it to hide it. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> so as you're moving through the. <laughs> Lord I'll help. start. I'll start like I'll like help Kay up. Like, like steady, so it's like so you know it's like the world is no longer. Does that going mean you guys like are that. made up now? 
Um, Probably maybe. not, but Fletcher's trying. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Lucanus and Cedric, as you are sort of moving around in the underbrush trying to find some things to camouflage your dinghy with, uh, you see, yeah, this is a very um, diverse forest. So there are... Um, there are a lot of this shrub with like broad leaves and these sort of long curving flower stalk things with lots of little flowers on them, and they kind of smell smell a little spicy. Um, there are a whole bunch of different shaped trees, some with like a reddish bark and pink flowers that also smell spicy. Um, there are some trees where like you always seem to see the same kind of tree with the same kind of vine wrapped around it. Um, you see every once in a while, um, just like as you're looking around, um, some really, really big trees with like uh, the buttressed roots coming off of them. So these are, uh, for someone who doesn't know what buttressed roots are, like basically the roots, like, you know, they don't go just like straight down into the soil. They're like sticking up and they're very broad. They're they like mangroves. Uh, not, not like mangroves, like big, you know, like big, broad, like tall, uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> tall, like like waves in water. Um, in real life, like some of them are like taller than people. Like, yeah, the buttressed roots, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you see um, some little like herbaceous, so like like understory plants with little balls of tiny white flowers on top of um, a plant that has like shiny green leaves with like purple red striping in the veins. Um, there are this is really weird. Um, on the tree branches, there are plants on plants. Like there there are what? some tree branches where there are like other plants that don't have the same kind of leaves as the leaves on the tree that the plants branch on, is. Plants on there plants. There are plants on plants. <laughs> there are plants on plants. Um yeah. The, yeah. And you can hear all kinds of interesting wildlife sounds around you. Does it sound like home, Nancy? It does. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, there's a fun fact about the buttress roots, especially in the Amazon. It was like an old form of communication because when you hit them, they make like a really deep like vibration sound. Huh. And then so um, that was actually one of like the a method of like communication and like locating where people were in the in the forest. Fun fact. That's cool. Wow. It's a very cool fact. And it is uh, approximately our halfway point. So what if we take a break here, and then when we come back, we can do a little talking about this sort of forest ecology, because that whole description I just gave you was all based off of real-world plants. Heck yeah. Um, so we can yeah. do a little bit of, we can start after the break with our science chat and talk a little bit about this kind of forest, and then y'all can keep exploring. Sound cool. Great? All right. All right yeah. Then go grab a beverage or whatever, and we'll see you in a little while. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone. We are back. Second half. We've got drinks and toast and whatever. <laughs> For that good, um, good sound quality. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is now an ASMR podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> uh, Eric, as always, has an excellent question for the cast as we come back from break. Uh, Eric's question, let's answer this quickly and then we can get on to our in-depth discussion of one particular ecosystem. But Eric's question is, uh, what is a natural environment you have never been to but would love to see? And Eric's own response to that question is, uh, go, to go camping somewhere where he could see the aurora borealis, which would be amazing. Uh, Veronica also just made toast. Nancy confirmed you and Veronica are connected. We are, because we're both lazy. But we're both lazy. <laughs> and we're like, hmm, how can we make bread slightly better? I guess we could cook it a little. But I bet Veronica has a toaster. I stopped to fucking cook my toast in a pan. Because, you know, Ecuador. <laughs> she says facts. 
<laughs> you guys are the best. Um, I, a natural environment, this isn't like a like an ecosystem per se, but like I am dying to see some real living bio crust because mm. that stuff fascinates me so much. Like I want to go somewhere where I can see the bio crust because it's really cool. What is bio crust? Uh, so basically it's like a mat of like micro <laughs> microorganisms like bacteria and fungi and stuff that like uh, in a lot of like arid environments like lives on top of the soil and it kind of like it's a crust on top of the soil and it kind of holds the soil in place and it um, provides sort of like a foundation for a lot of the rest of the life that occurs in those regions but it's also incredibly fragile and when you do things like I don't know drive massive vehicles over it if you wanted to like build a wall in an arid environment or something like that you crush it and then it like doesn't come back it's very fragile Hi completely hypothetical example there but you know Interesting because um, I'm not sure if it's the exact same thing in Australia, but they also have like a thin planty microorganism thing on top and here in the highlands as well. And so horses and cows and sheep, the hard hoofed animals like break it up. And it's really a really interesting example of convergent evolution because here in Ecuador, the llamas and alpacas have soft feet and are designed to walk over it. And on, in Australia, the kangaroos have soft feet and are designed to walk over it. So it's like really a cool example of convergent evolution. And also how we fucked it up by bringing cows and sheep and horses. Yeah, that's Everywhere. amazing. And yeah. yeah, that's totally true. Like uh, ranching in the American West definitely like has taken a huge toll on the biocrust. So yeah, so that's my mm -hmm. natural environment thing. Uh, so mine would be, and this is very, very niche, but um, niche. a desert environment with a lot of ephemeral plants during the monsoon season. <laughs> yes, that. Yeah. As I said, very niche, but also very beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go with uh, pretty much the same thing Eric said. Like, I've never been to the, uh, you know, the Arctic or the Arctic adjacent. <clears throat> I'd love to see the Aurora Borealis, um, Iceland or Greenland. Um, definitely on my my bucket list. I'd say hmm, probably a, a a extremely arid desert environment, like something like Sahara, where I mean, where it's just sand, very little thing. Like with extreme adaptations, like in Africa, we have like the Wellwichia, super weird gymnosperm that grows in the, grows there. Um, probably that would that would probably be where I would want to go. I've been. I'm pretty. I'm gonna like say that I'm pretty lucky because Ecuador has many ecosystems and then yeah. the ones that it doesn't have I've been to Australia so I've seen a lot of the wonky ones out there um, but I want to see the the northern lights as well except I hate the cold so I've heard that you can go to like Tasmania or like some little island off of the Australia and go in the summer and see the I guess the southern lights uh -huh. <laughs> and you could go not in winter and not to Iceland, so maybe that. Uh, my friends and I actually drove from Chicagoland up into Wisconsin one night because there was like a report that like sometimes the northern lights come far enough south that you can see them in like Wisconsin and Michigan if you're like really lucky. We didn't yeah. see them, but we did go on a road trip in like the middle of the night to try to see them. So you don't have to go that far north, maybe, if you're lucky. And some of our field sites... Uh... Apparently, sometimes they get south enough to um, be seen in Wyoming because we have like zero people and lots of land. So yeah, I've never seen them though. Nice. Um, well, another ecosystem that I would love to experience someday but have not yet is this uh, this moist uh, deciduous forest 
that I have been building and describing for you. And there are moist deciduous forests like this in Ecuador. Um, so I would love if we could have a, a not too long science talk, because I know we could probably talk about tropical rainforests forever. Um, but just have a like sort of a, a quickie science talk where we talk about that forest and what it's like. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, by deciduous, you're referring to like the leaves come off? Yeah, or, so I, I yeah. looked it up and this is what I picked was the moist deciduous forest. So it's not like straight tropical forest, like you're not, Arda does not sit right on the equator, so it's not Where? straight tropical forest, but it's like... Um, we have a little bit of that. Uh, I, I have not been all over Ecuador and there are lots of little micro ecosystems. I mainly focus on the cloud forest and the true tropical rainforest that are green all year round. However, um, in the areas that I visit, we do have um, like deciduous trees among it because we do have a dry season. And actually, the mango tree is one of these, um, where like it, it'll just grow in the jungle. But then during the dry season, if it's too dry, it will drop all of its leaves. And that's probably the most common one in the areas that that I typically tour that you would actually see. Just a little bit south. Like this is the crazy thing about Ecuador is it's like this little pocket is this like really rich tropical forest and like literally 20 minutes north here in like a completely different ecosystem. Um, and then, so the reason why we don't get so much of that is just, especially on the coast, is just the way the currents run. Um, so like Mampiche, for example, has like typical like super wet forest. A little bit north is kind of like the mix. South it's dry forest. Like all the trees lose their leaves during the dry season. Um, and then it's green during the wet season. Um, and I actually have like, I should put them on Twitter actually. I have pictures of it in both. Like it looks like the like the savanna <laughs> in the dry season. It's brown and like grassy and and none of the trees have leaves. And then in the wet season when it's completely green. So amazing. Yeah, and like I said, all of the vegetation that I was describing earlier um, was based off of real plants. Um, so the very common shrubs with broad leaves and long curving um, inflorescences or you know groupings of flowers or flower heads were the piperaceae, which are better known as the pepper plants. Um, yeah. So those flowers will turn into the berries that turn into what we know as peppercorns. Um, there's also... Um, I have a friend who grows them on his property. That's so cool. You That's should definitely cool. bring some flowers on. I'd love to see like what the plants and the flowers and all that look like in the real. If I you have can. them in the conservatory too. I can bring in all oh. kinds of stuff. So I bring cool. home pepper. <laughs> that would be awesome. awesome. Nice. Yeah, I think it would be easier for you to do that because like I play from Quito, which is yeah. not in the jungle. I can go uh, get our like really pretty roses that we sell to everywhere else. <laughs> but, so, I love that you just like bring peppercorns home from work, by the way. Going going back to the uh, plants on plants thing. Oh yeah. So those are obviously bromeliads, and bromeliads are epiphytes. Or epiphytes in trees. general. Epiphytes in general, because some uh, bromeliads epiphyte. can be not epiphytes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a lot are of them are epiphytes. Not... Bromeliads are probably the best well, the best known group of epiphytes, Although like the most popular. What? Yeah. They're okay, so people come on my tours and they're like, oh my god, look at all the air plants. I'm like, the bromeliads? And they're like, yeah. the air plants. And I mean, like, okay, I mean there's well. also orchids and stuff like that, but the stuff the stuff that you were describing to me definitely sounded like bromeliads. And fun fact about Wyoming, the world authority on bromeliads is um, the head of our bar of our botany department. He should come to Ecuador. He, hey, he frequently does. And do you want to know what the uh, bromeliad um, 
taxas like in Wyoming? We have none. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you maybe have one. That's why I said colonism and science. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, people from the northern, western, white world go to the rest of the world to study it and yeah. discover things. Yeah. Well, he also like he specializes in pineapples, and I've seen a po- I've seen a fossil pineapple. So yeah. That's cool. I feel like that's one of those things where like I definitely should have like known that it would exist, but like still blew my mind. Okay. Um, they exist apparently. I don't. I don't. No, much beyond that. Yeah, so, at, at least in my forest, I'm going to call them mine, <laughs> at least in our shared forest in Ecuador, um, like, you'll actually find quite a lot of diversity and not just bromeliads, especially in the cloud forest. The cloud forest has the highest epiphytic biodiversity because the clouds come in and they have so much moisture, it promotes all of that growth. Um, so, you know, you'll get mosses and ferns and these weird plants called mother-in-law's tongue, which I have no idea what they actually are, um, but those, <laughs> um, orchids, bromeliads, and like tons of, uh, the strangler figs, tons of vines, um, mm, which again, strangler figs are sort of epiphytic until they're not. <laughs> when you say mother-in-law's uh, tongue, are you talking about the one that like comes straight up out of the ground? Is it a lady, like, a like straight? No, ours like are actually epiphytic. Live on the side of trees. I have this like weird white flower that's underneath the leaves, and the leaves are this kind of like long shape, and the leaf tip is red, and the leaf tip attracts the hummingbirds to pollinate the white flowers underneath. Interesting, because yeah, I, I think... don't know what they're actually called, but they are a type of epiphyte. Uh, um, I, think, I think Ryan and I are both thinking of the same plant. That's like you know, like yeah, a that, common that's a, plant. Yeah, like... that's a common name for. It's also that's called right. snake tongue. It's Sansevieria. That's why common names suck. That's yeah. why common names suck. I can I can try and find it actually for you yeah, guys. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. I'd like to know that. Also, fun fact about Ecuador is that um, so there's 10,000 orchid species, Masarmenos worldwide. Ecuador has 4,000 of them. Uh-huh. We are bio super biodiverse for our orchids. Most of them are those little itty bitty tiny micro orchids, mm-hmm. and that's what you see a lot of, especially in the cloud forest. The cloud forest is the most biodiverse for those little tiny micro orchids. Yeah, Wyoming. Wyoming actually has a handful of orchid species. Um, they, uh, I think, some of them are like situated on cliff faces, stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, they're also like you wouldn't really recognize them as orchids. They're not the ones that you buy at the, you know, um, for your girlfriend, obviously. But um, yeah, like orchids are orchids are super diverse, and they are far more common than people would believe they are. Okay, I found the family name, Jesneraceae. Oh, Jesneraceae. So the Jesnerids. Both. Oh, wow. But that is, when red. you said cool. red, I was not picturing that yeah, red. Yeah, that's very red. It, that looks, like, it looks like the plant oh. went in for a pedicure. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, that's amazing, I love it. <laughs> Little um, plant got its nails did. Oh, you guys are <clears throat> Um... So yeah, to sort of bring it back into the game, but like we're gonna kind of keep talking about science because you're exploring a cool like moist forest. Now. I wish I would have known um, about those plants when the Lizzo meme was going around. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> um, yeah. So Joe, you are not wrong. Um, some of the uh, epiphytes or the plants on plants um, that are a little more um, within your view as you're standing on the ground, um, you do look in them. Um, they've got, you know, leaves that are sort of big and bunched in such a way that there's water caught in between some of the leaves. Um, and if you look very carefully, you can see things swimming in the water. There are what look like, um, you know, mosquito larvae or other insect larvae. Um, and there are also some very teeny tiny tadpoles. 
and every once in a while on one of the leaves you might find a small black frog with orange horizontal striping along um, its body and its legs. Um, and those frogs are just sort of like hanging out on the leaves of these plants on plants, um, sort of by the pools of water where the tiny tadpoles are. Oh, Which is also a true thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, one of you should probably uh, keep Cedric from eating these frogs. <laughs> Unless I want to kill him. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Please lick it. Did you know <laughs> that there are stats for poison dart frogs in the monster manual? <laughs> nice. All right, so this is going to sound really odd because I know that there's only like two climbers in this crew. I think that's just me and Cheryl, but you know how climbers, like, when they step up to a wall or a route, how they do that kind of little shoulder shrug thing that's more enthusiastic than, right? Sure, yeah. Lucanus do gets off the boat, and after he's done hiding the thing, just sort of does that, cracks his knuckles, and he's like, all right, let's get to it. Exploring time. Now that he's not on that boat, he is no longer brooding. <laughs> Doesn't like boats, apparently. Okay. Uh, no, he's fine with boats. <laughs> All right, so uh, what you doing I guess we're going to make our way upstream. We probably don't want to get too far away from the river. We'll get lost, right? Yeah, and we're not going upstream. I, I feel if we're looking for the birds, I feel like we'd want to go, like, in. Because we want to go upstream, that would be, like, to try to find out what's wrong with the river, which would probably be, we'd want what's to be taking the boat. Here? Are we looking for the birds or the pollution? Uh, well, Kay's priority is the pollution, because that's directly affecting her family. I mean, for I feel like for that, wouldn't we, have, we would have to keep Kay's going on the river. I mean, the birds kind of directly affect your family, too. <laughs> Whatever. Um, pollution, we'd have to keep going on the river. Yeah, I feel mm. like we've gotten off the boat. We're committed to bird uh, hunting now. Yeah, we are. That is true. I do not want to get back on that boat. All right. Do we see any birds? No, Give but I can some perception checks. <laughs> or yeah, you think they're going real well for me. Yeah. Oh, I got a 14. That's a 10? I got a 10. 16. No, sorry. My perception is 4. I got a 16. Okay, sorry. Say those numbers one more time. 16. 10. Cedric? 10. 10. Fletcher? 16. Okay. Um, Kay and Cedric, you're sort of looking around... Um, you can hear there are some monkeys in the tree above you. You see they're like small monkeys with white underbellies and black backs, and every once in a while if they turn their heads, you can see there's like a rust coloration kind of on like the back of the head and the back of the neck. Um, they're super cute, very tiny, um, but just amazing. They're just like hopping around to the branches. Um, now I need both Cedric and Kay to take their headphones off. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to describe what uh, Fletcher and Lucanus see? Hey guys, can you hear me? <laughs> can, you, can you hear the... Yeah, mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, you see a short humanoid, about four feet tall, with fishy features. She's covered in iridescent... Sorry, I can't hear very oh. well. Yeah, okay. right. I can't... Maybe I can't hear over Peter. We can still hear Peter. Oh. Right, okay. okay, sorry. Peter needs to mute himself. <laughs> All right. Uh, you see a short humanoid, about four feet tall, with fishy features. She's covered in iridescent water blue scales. Somehow appear to be perpetually wet, though she doesn't seem to be leaving a trail of water when she moves. Uh, she has fins along her head, neck, and limbs, including an elegant dorsal fin reminiscent of a mohawk. 
Uh, her eyes are proportionally large and dark. Her face has streamlined features, and sprouting from her back are two fin-like wings. Though at the moment they're kind of tucked because she's hunched on a on a tree branch, uh, kind of behind some of those monkeys. Uh, her build seems very delicate, but on closer inspection, she has very sharp claws and teeth. And she's currently wearing a, sort of a makeshift cloak made from scavenged fishing net with a bunch of leaves and twigs and moss woven in. Your reactions are my favorite things right now. <laughs> hey, so, Fletcher, uh, do you see that trash mermaid over there, or is... Uh, yeah, I feel like, well, seeing her seems like, um, yeah, so see, I, I, I feel like, yeah, definitely, I, I Fletcher and Lucanus is bringing it up now, we're, we're standing there together, I'm like, uh, there's, there's... There's some. There's someone up there. Not there. There's not just monkeys. Yeah. Well, Lucanus right now is at very high alert because he doesn't know what to make of this. No, I think they're watching monkeys. us. Yeah. No. Like, he's not quite reaching for his weapon, but he's definitely like standing in front of Fletcher a little bit so that if this thing attacks, he's the first one to get hit. Like no, there's there's, there's someone up there watching us. You talking about that little fuzzy thing that looks like a like no. a little person? No. <laughs> I think I think they, it's just an animal. No, it's it's you know further further. As you're look, as you're trying to explain this to Fletcher, um, the figure moves farther up in the tree. And uh, I she's gone. To or I don't know, Fletcher. Do you think do you think we should figure this out because I don't know, like this feels important and I'm it, a little kind of worried that I don't know. Yeah, it, this this seems this seems like something that I want to this seems like something that could hurt us. So uh we should we should at least be aware. Why did you shoot it then? If you uh, thought it could hurt us, why did you stare at it? If it if it wanted to hurt us, I feel like it would have immediately tried to hurt us. Oh, uh we were being watched. Uh so they that way it can bring its friends and then really hurt us. Well, is I mean, we were being sizing us up. I don't know. I think that we should probably figure out what's going on there. I mean, if they're sizing us up, they'll realize that one of us is very short. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> uh, we we know we know there are there are people who live here. I mean, we've already met the Abixians. That is we true. Could, we could just we could be scaring them that we just showed up here and they haven't. It sounds like no one else in town has come across the river before. That's uh, true. So this and if they live be... here, we're just going to show up and shoot their birds and leave. I don't think they'll be very happy about that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind that's, of what I'm thinking. Both, we are now being watched in what points. we're doing. Maybe we can buy the birds from them. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe, do we need the birds, or do we just need the feathers? Maybe they use... That's a good question. I mean, as far yeah, as I know, we just need just the feathers. feathers. It was just feathers. Oh. Because they were asking for dead birds, and they said that they valued the feathers. So, yeah. I mean, if, they, if they're asking for dead birds, then you know the actual carcass is just going to be weight that we don't need to carry. Do you think? Do you think these birds are like common, or do you think they're kind of rare and special? What do you we think they taste we, like? We haven't seen any yet. <laughs> I mean, we haven't really looked either. To be fair, I've been hugging the dirt, so that's not generally where birds live. Uh, well, we can. I mean, let's make sure if if we want to carry on into the forest. Uh, I think we should stay sort of high alert, be aware, and but not perhaps. 
I know there might be other dangers, but if we walk with our weapons drawn, that may draw some aggression from the people here who may perhaps not be immediately aggressive otherwise. Oh, yeah, uh, no, Fletcher, you're right. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, especially if they're in the trees and we're down here, I feel like we could be attacked very, very quickly if we seem... Do you think, hostile. I mean, like, we've never... I don't think anyone from the town has come out here, and, I mean, I didn't see this person, but I don't think there's probably any of them in town. Do you, do you think they can speak our language? I'm not I'm not sure. The... And some of the Abixians could, but I, but yeah. I feel like they I, kind yeah, of interacted still not with clear on how they could even do that. It seems they like they, it? they seemed like they had interacted with like some travelers because they were yeah. in the grasslands, but out here, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, so... well, let's try and negotiate with the people we can't talk to about their maybe possibly special birds that we could buy, so rich people can put their feathers in hats. All right. I, I will. I'll at least be able to understand them. How we communicate back might be a different story, because I have comprehend languages. Ooh. Oh, so fancy. I'll be able to understand, but we might have to figure out how to communicate back. I'll just stand around looking intimidating because that's what I do. I mean, let's be honest. That's what I do. Yep. You're very good yep. at it. Uh. All so right. should we? Uh, Venture Lucanus, forward and, and kind of sort of flip his hood back to give himself more visibility. He's like, is the forest like, like kind of primary forest where you can walk through the trees, or is it like jungle, jungle that you need like a machete to hack through it? Uh, like, what's the undergrowth situation? Yeah. Oh, like how difficult is it to navigate? Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> Yeah, you might need to use your sickle or something every once in a while to kind of, like, break stuff out of your way, but it's not, like, oppressive. All right. This is not, like, like where I grew up and the forests were all overrun with Japanese barbary, which was really unpleasant <laughs> to try to walk through. Like, this is not not that level of terrible. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I guess Kenneth as right we now forward... as close to Fletcher and Casey can as the two squishiest members of the party. <laughs> and as we move on, we should probably, I mean... Maybe two of us keep eyes forward and back to look, you know, look for obstacles, and the other two keep eyes up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you've got two looking around and two looking up. Yeah, I'll be yeah. looking up because I, I mean, I'm one of the people who saw this, this person. Yeah. Well, Kenneth right. and Lucanus are sort of standing back to back and are kind of like, I don't know, turning in circles a little bit. Like they're obviously the only two that saw it, so they're they're just like sort of instinctively teaming up and are kind of using their using their eyesight to sort of like scan the force and make sure they're not being snuck up on. Okay. Um, and and, and I, I described it a little bit to them so they at least know like it was someone seemed like they were scaled all of that like at least some kind of some some information. Okay. <clears throat> you give that um, to, to so scaled? That's to you two. No, yeah, but I don't that. think I'm a headphone. Well, we didn't hear it, so you have to tell it to us. <laughs> <laughs> there was a scaled person, seemed to have fins, almost sort of like a, a you know fish type features, but they were, I mean, standing in the tree watching us. Uh, they were they, they, they were, were kind of wet. in sort of a, a cloak, uh, and and while watching us, they then went 
further up in the trees, so they seem to be very agile, adept at moving around in this environment. Hmm. Okay. Lucanus just shouts out, Hello there! Great. Shout out to We're friendly. I can feel better, especially if they can't understand you. <laughs> I mean, do you have a better option, Kay? Yeah, walk quietly. <laughs> and also, also, if you shout, you might scare the birds. <laughs> Should we... I mean, are we going to start moving forward? Yeah. Yeah, I guess okay. so. yeah, I think we're All making right. our way into the forest. Okay, so All you're right. making your way in. I mean, you said you're looking around and keeping an eye, so everybody give me another perception check. Right. Ooh. Oh. 14. Uh, 14. All right, 14 plus 4, I got an 18. Seven. I got a 14. <laughs> I got a 9. Okay, sorry, 14. We're, we're overwhelmed by the, the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I heard 14 from Lucanus, 9 from Cedric. What else did we have? Uh, well, so uh, that doesn't that 14 figure doesn't include my bonus, so oh, I get a always, 4. Always tell me the full amount. So yeah, it's just the give the full. Plus sorry, 18. 18. 18, 9, 14. 14. 7. 7. I'm distracted by all the plants and thinking of, like, Samples I want to take. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so those of you who are looking up, um, you see a giant bird, uh, like maybe three feet long, but like, you know, more like six or seven foot wingspan, um, white belly and black and white striped legs um, and red eyes. And in its yellow talons, you can see a dead monkey, and it is just flying through the canopy carrying its lunch somewhere. It's a harpy eagle. Harpy eagle. Well, uh, that's terrifying. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that monkey is about the same size as me. So. <laughs> you better be on your best behavior. The nature's going to just, you know, take you away. looks like a man in a bird suit. Uh, yeah. Um, do you think eagles appreciate good behavior? What's good behavior to an eagle? I don't know. I mean, what's Probably good behavior to you, Cedric? Yeah, don't try to kill it. Yeah. Oh. And obviously that one is now not hungry because it already ate something your size. So, That's I mean, it point. probably can't fit two of two of them in, in it. So, you're probably safe. Okay. I mean, according to the dwarf lady on the boat, Cedric's a snack. <laughs> I don't think she said anything of the sort. Maybe... <laughs> Sips maybe water. maybe the maybe the eagle just views a monkey that size as a snack. I mean, I don't know, maybe, but it's it. We're down here, and both of those things are up there, so maybe it won't come down and eat us. Maybe Cedric should stay out of the trees. Works for me. Perfect. <laughs> I can't. But that wasn't the bird we're looking for, right? No, it wasn't red. Okay, that's what I thought. Just wanted to be sure, cause you know, birds uh, for this mission, I guess. All right, so yeah, we're going to keep making our way into the woods. Keep going. We know there's some very large animals. <laughs> could be dangerous. I mean, they could be dangerous, but, you know, also tasty. Sorry, was that a question for me? Yeah, we're ready oh, no, to we're, keep moving into the woods. We're just continuing. Yeah, oh, yeah we're, we're moving all this time while we're talking. We're not we are now into the woods. Yeah, into the woods. Yeah, I kind of figured that that's what you were doing. You were just sort of... And Lucanus is yeah. sort of in a guard position between Fletcher and Kay. So I oh. guess... So I guess... Uh, like guess... would it be would it be like Lucanus, Fletcher, K, Cedric? Sure. I guess. Cedric's bringing up the rear, watching out for eagles. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Kay is trying to like make sure nothing touches her. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. 
nothing. No plants. <laughs> No crazy things. Every now and then she sees, like, a plant that's interesting and, like, kind of, like, eerily, like, looks at it and then, like, backs away. <laughs> Keep going, going, going. Going, going, Lucanus yeah. Is so... using his... is using his dagger to cut anything that interferes with the line of sight of the others since he's a little bit taller. Nice. Okay. So nice. Yeah, he has his it's... dagger out, but, you know, he's definitely not, like, afraid of reaching for his greatsword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, Homeboy yeah. doesn't like to be snuck up on. Totally. Yeah. And yeah, it's super lush. Again, like lots of plants. Um, <clears throat> there were some of those monkeys overhead. Um, you know, there's there's definitely lots of sounds in the undergrowth. And every once in a while, yeah, you see brightly colored frogs. Um, this this forest is very alive. There are a lot of things in here with you. Um, I'm just I'm just saying that I know why no one's come over here, or if they did, why they probably never ever talked about it. Have y'all seen something like this before? I, I I don't... How could someone come over here and not talk about it? It's amazing. We're terrifying. Uh, like, uh, the, the aliveness is going to, like, swallow you whole. We just watched, like, giant bird eat s- small but still pretty large not bird. <laughs> and, if, and if that thing can fly, what other bigger things are on the ground? <laughs> That's a good point. Certainly lots that's, of new and interesting challenges here. That's true. Anyone who came over here may have... Claws and teeth? Sure. Anyone Speaking who, who which, came may have thought it was awesome and then never made it back because they got eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could have very possibly happened. <laughs> Speaking of claws and such, uh, Kay, you hear this like rustling off to the side in the, in the undergrowth, and as you look over, there is this enormous creature, like seven foot long quadruped. It's got really big claws on its feet, um, a huge bushy tail, like long fur hanging down off of the tail, um, sort of like black and gray, like striped markings, really tiny ears and really tiny eyes, but this like weirdly long, like stretched out nose. And it's just sort of like snurfling around in the undergrowth. Okay, screams, screams. Bloody murder and runs behind Lucanus and like grabs onto his coat and like hides behind him like trembling. Lucanus looks over. Eh, it's not a threat. You're okay. You're fine. He he just sort of hugs Kay and Aww. like reassures her and does the whole yeah, like big brotherly thing. thing. is bigger than you. It's I mean, but it's probably not tougher than me. You're not afraid of this thing at all. I mean, it's not bothering us. If it wanted to bother us, it'd already bother us. As you're having this conversation, it, like, jumps all of a sudden and runs off into the undergrowth. See? It's more scared of us than it is that it... Yeah, it's... is, like, crying. She's like, I'm pretty sure, if anything, we are equally scared of each other, and I still may be more afraid of it. (laughs) 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 Aww. Lucanus does the comforting thing, because that's... Cause yeah, his friend is his friend is scared, and he's just sort of trying to make sure she feels okay. Well, I mean, so I mean, well, at least we weren't we we weren't attacked. Uh, that that's a good that's a good sign. It wasn't an immediate danger. Yeah. And we know another thing to watch out for. So okay, here's my if question. it's gonna start something, it's gonna start something. We're totally we're totally fine. If, okay. We're prepared for anything this jungle could throw at us. But what eats that? And how much bigger is it? 
Cedric, please don't tell, please don't say that out loud. We're pretty sure a DM is listening. <laughs> it, it may be pretty sure. <laughs> Something has to be at the top here. Maybe that's as big as it gets. <laughs> it's like a blue whale. It's so big, it's just no natural predators. Try, just trying to make Kay feel better, even yeah. though I might be worried too at this point, because now there's bigger and bigger things showing up. <laughs> Fletcher, have you have you like read about these things and that like smart school you went to? Uh, I guess Cheryl, should I do a, a check to see if I've ever heard of anything like what we've been encountering? Sorry, a check for what? Uh, Kay asked if I'd ever heard of something like we just saw, and so I would I would think I need to do. Yeah, roll me a nature check. Hey. If it, yeah. hey. If it doesn't exist outside of Arda, then I would have I would have absolutely no idea, no matter what this roll turns out to be. So, <laughs> nature sixteen. Ooh. Yeah, looks real weird. No idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, no, this, <laughs> no. This, is, this is absolutely nothing. Probably an aberration. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, Okay, If you happen to see one of those a little bit closer at dinner time, let me know. Cause... I'm pretty sure if I saw one a little bit closer at dinner time, the only dinner time it would be would be it's dinner time, and I would be the dinner. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's tasty. I don't think the solution is to try to eat everything. <laughs> I don't know. Those well, frogs I look mean... pretty good. <laughs> I bet we get what a couple of those. What are you gonna do after Cedric, you I swear it. to God. Stick <laughs> <laughs> a stick through them. Cook them over a fire. You know, we could do a nice frog just, kebab. Maybe you could walk down with some of that like toxic sludge from the river that worked so well for you last time. Lucanus's <laughs> rage takes is is a big caloric investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's can... always hungry. I have completely lost my appetite. I do not want to eat. I kind of just want to sit in a hole and cry. Uh, are we? I mean, are we? Are we continuing forward? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming we just kind of stopped when that just happened in the undergrowth. Should we? Yeah. Kay, are you okay pressing on? Can I be like? You want to be a little more front? sandwiched between people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of close ranks a little more. Yeah. <laughs> She's sort of and keep going. She's sort of sandwiched between like Lucanus and um, Cedric right now, and uh, uh, Fletcher's kind of off to the side. Definitely close, but like it's sort of like a three-leaf clover pattern with sure. Kate forming yeah. that kind of stem. Yeah. yeah. Um, as you guys move forward in that fashion, please give me reflex saves. Oh jeez. Oh god. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, like, if it's a reflex save, should I add my dexterity bonus onto this? It's already added. So, like, you mathed some things that gave you your reflex bonus. I have a, a I got a 19. Bonus. You got a 19. <laughs> you did I got a 13. A 13? I got an 8. Mm-hmm. 12. Okay. Um, so, as you guys are moving forward in this new pattern, all of a sudden you jump, and Cedric, like, right past you this, like, weird oblong brown pod, like, uh, several of them actually fall out of a tree and, like, land on the ground. They almost hit you. Oh. Okay. And the trees try and kill us here, uh, too? Cedric has pulled his warhammer out. He's, like, holding it and, like, looking around. We, you would have died! You see that thing? 
Well, like, no, I wouldn't have died. That's why yeah. I wear a helmet all the time. Never take the helmet off. <laughs> you have to wear giant birds, giant claws, seven foot things, and now the trees kill us? What are but these things? Kenneth kneels to inspect it. Like, can I can I inspect it and like try to cut it open? The pod? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can take a look. Um, it's not too hard to crack it open because it's pretty big. This isn't like when you were guys were trying to cut open the galls um, with Calder and Tempest. That was hard because it was very delicate because they were really small. But yeah, this thing you can kind of like pop open with your hands. Um, and inside, um, there is kind of like some fleshiness and like some things that kind of look like nuts or seeds. I am not eating that. No. I'd say that's a good policy for everything Least around of us all, right because now. it tried to kill one of us. Cedric, Cedric, like, take Does a it look like a coconut? <laughs> take, a, take the tip of his tongue to see what it tastes like. <laughs> what is it? I mean, does it poison it's me? like, Cedric. Wait, are you literally eating it? Yeah. Like, put it on the tip of my tongue. Oh, oh wait, you're not, are you're not swallowing it. I'm not swallowing it. it. I'm just yeah. tasting it. Okay. Um, it tastes really <laughs> bitter. Like, oh. really bitter. Mmm, okay. Like an acorn? Probably not something you want to eat then, and Lucanus just tosses it to the I side. But okay, these things aren't gonna kill you. They I mean, just unless taste they fall bad. on your head. Yeah, they taste terrible. So that it, like throws them on the ground. <laughs> well, we know to leave those alone. So and then they just keep on walking forward. Okay, you keep on walking forward. Are you staying the same sort of like clover uh, pattern? Yeah. Yeah, I think we are. Can we walk <laughs> slower, just in case there's more things? Slower? Yeah. Are you trying to be stealthy, or are you just walking slower? Just walking slower, because apparently shit falls out of the trees! <laughs> it hits yeah. you in the face! <laughs> but, Lucanus is trying to keep pace with Kay and Fletcher, just staying close to them, because bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And Cedric is less squishy. Alright, yeah, so you continue moving through this very thick forest. Um... You can see there's a little bit of, like, an opening um, in front of you. Like, like it looks like there might be a thinner spot in the trees ahead. Did Is anyone paying attention to how we got here or where we are or how we might, you know, leave? Oh, uh, yeah, we, we have a pretty good sort of trail. Lucanus has been cutting things that have been in our path, so it's a, we can follow that, that path uh, straight back. Yeah, you've definitely made a made a ruckus in the vegetation. I think you like. I mean, depending on your survival rules, huh, you'd probably like. You feel confident that you could probably find your way back. Cedric yeah. is one of those guys who like walks through the woods and just like pulls leaves off of trees and just like shreds. Well, and I mean, also I'm like sure we're heading up river. He shouldn't have. Our boat is down river. Yeah, one of my yeah. hands is all swollen. <laughs> yeah, like bullet ants and stinging nettle yeah. and <laughs> and sawgrass and you know all that shit. Maybe. Maybe. Well, it looks like it, it. It seems like there's a clearing up ahead. Uh, maybe okay, yes, can... let's go there. Let's go there. At least if anything tries to kill us, we might actually be able to see it before, you know, it actually takes us away or kills us. Well, let, let's, I mean, let, let's try to take a look sort of before we enter the clearing. You never know if that's just, I mean, not to, not to freak you out, but that might be like an ambush point or something because it's an Do easy have a drone open torture? area. Can you just send up a little mini helicopter and get video of this clearing? Doesn't work like that. <laughs> okay. So, Lucana's sort of like, can, do I have to roll anything to find them a safe place to sit? To find them a safe place to sit? 
Like right outside the clearing, yeah. Like maybe oh, well, thirty to forty feet. Sorry, I'm I'm balancing multiple things. Um, so as you like, are you like approaching this clearing area, or are you or you haven't gotten there yet? Uh, we're kind of stopping at the beyond the like rim yeah. of it to see if we can. We're stopping. Look in we're stopping and make about sure it's like let's say thirty feet from the clearing. Okay. So still so, inside the jungle, but like. Still, like, still inside the jungle, but obviously, like, if we run into trouble, like, if we run into trouble, everybody's going to be well with it. Like, everybody can, you know, run up or attack or, you know, whatever, but we're still kind of looking for a concealed place that's within that range. Yeah, I mean, if I like how Joe was like, we could run in an attack, and I was like, run a run away. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's one of those trees close by the ones with the big buttressed roots that are sticking up. That like you, you feel like if if everybody sat kind of get like in between the roots, that that seems like sort of you know a concealed ish spot. Um, but it it provides like a good like escape, right? The roots don't like impede movement, right? No, like I said, they're they're basically like solid. They're almost like walls that kind of like taper down to the ground the farther away from the trunk they get, right? It's not like a tangle. They're just like big buttressed roots that look like waves of water or whatever. So okay. like, yeah, you could sit like in between them without too All much. All right. Joe, have you seen buttressed roots? I have. I just can't okay. picture this specific yeah, situation. Yeah, because like, I remember when you came to Ecuador, the, the part in Ecuador where you were, like they don't exist in that part. Yeah, so but there's certain trees like... Um, Oh, there are certain trees that have them, so I'm familiar with the concept. I just want to make sure that in this particular situation, because Lucanus is a bodyguard, he's a soldier, he's going to be looking for something that conceals the rest of the party, but also provides enough mobility for reinforcement or retreat, whatever the case is. Can we... So he's looking totally. for a very specific thing. Totally. Um, side question, Eric wants to know, Peter, is your cat wearing a sweater? Yes. <laughs> It's her, it's her, it's her, shut up, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons sweater. Aww. And it's <laughs> pink. Poor cat. Yeah. That's very cute. <laughs> that is, by the way, that is the angriest I have ever seen anybody while wearing a pink sweater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's, it's, it calms her down, actually, so. Aww. Um, yeah. So, um, can we, since we've been talking about, like, a lot of, like, interesting plants, can we... Put like an album of reference photos in the reference section for. Oh, yes, that'd be awesome. yes, that would be amazing. Yeah, we can do that. So. Yeah, we will. We will do some sort of something. Um, maybe uh, I'll put it on like the Nature Check Google Drive or something. I'll, yeah. I'll figure it. We can. We, yeah. We'll figure out a way to do that because that, yeah, that would be cool. Well, so I can get we photos of lots of stuff. and everybody's just sort there. of sitting under there, and Lucanus is like, yeah. So I'm gonna go check this out. Uh, if I run into problems, back me up. You know, standard, whatever. Right? Uh, yeah, we got your back. <laughs> All right. So he's just walking off. <laughs> Go for it. So Lucanus walks up to the edge of the clearing and just sort of takes a look. Okay. Um, so what you see is that this break in the trees is actually um, a spot where the ground is covered in a small stream, a, a tributary of some kind that you imagine, although you can't see it from here because of the vegetation and the way it curves, um, you imagine that this probably feeds into the Copriel River at some point. Um, so yeah, it's not a clearing with like grass and whatever, this is just a break in the trees that uh, there's a stream running through. Do, you, do, uh, do I see the um, sort of chemical sheen on it? On the river? Give me a perception check. Lots of rolls today. Yeah. 
It's almost like we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, <laughs> thirteen. Thirteen. Um, no, you do not see any of the like shiny patches. Um, you don't see any of the like little like clumps of foul-smelling foam in back eddies that you guys had seen on the river. Um, this water looks pretty clean to you. Yeah. Make Cedric drink it. <laughs> do I see? Do I see anything on? You know, I sort of look to my left and my right. Do I see anything in any direction? Um, you, as you look in both directions, in, um, to your left, you see, all of a sudden, and it's real faint, you're totally not sure, but you see this, like, flash of color? Like, you think you might have seen something red a little farther left, so away from the river left up the bank. All right. So, Lucanus goes back into the, back into the tree, and he's like, yeah, so... The water looks fine. I saw some red that way. I think if we keep our keep the clearing to our right and head that way, we should be able we might be able to find the birds. Makes Hedrick drink the water. <laughs> I don't want to drink the water. I don't know, he said it looks clean. You've been licking and tasting and guzzling everything else. I mean, Kay, if Cedric doesn't want to drink the water, that probably means that it's safe. That is true. <laughs> Uh, well, if, if they're, I mean, red, red, that's, that's the first of any kind of sign we've had of what we're looking for. Um, sounds like we, we should, we should head, head that way. We do that thing. I'm just saying that she made it sound really easy, like, just go across the river, go into the forest, there's like millions of red birds everywhere, shoot them, bring them back, like, um, this is... <laughs> that was a great impression. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was... I mean, Kay, if it was really that easy, they would have done it themselves. I mean, ugh. I mean, I just, I just feel like the job description was not very accurate. That, that's all. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what the job market is. Yeah, yeah. Kay, I know you're really young, like... but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I work for my family store. Yeah. Never... Unfortunately. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> let's not get off on that tangent. Yeah, um, yeah, no, so, eventually it's just going to end up with Lucanus writing a cover letter. No, we're not doing taxes or writing cover letters. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are nerds. Um, what about filing reimbursement no, requests? Um, but you did say that you were going to walk in the direction of where you saw, oh, you thought you saw red, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And you're walking as a group now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. uh, give me another perception check, everybody. Damn it. Sixteen. Sixteen. I also got a sixteen. I also got a sixteen. Woo! All the cool kids. Come on, Ryan. You can do it. Sixteen. Get a sixteen. Seven. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I used up all my good rolls. Oh my god, look at all these plants. That was like so Charlie Brown, like I got a rock. <laughs> Alright. Um so, Kay, Cedric, Lucanus, like the three stacked heads in a Scooby-Doo cartoon, you all turn your heads at the same time because you see another flash of red kind of away from the stream bank back into the forest. I guess let's go that way. This, this looks like a wild goose chase. I, but we're, Kay, we're literally chasing birds. Nonetheless. Mm -hmm. We're literally chasing birds. That's, that's what a wild goose chase is. I like that none of us really have ranged weapons. I do. I have a crossbow. Oh, I do. okay. All right, all right. Lucanus, Lucanus sort of, like, 
pulls out his crossbow. He's like, what the hell is this? And, I mean, like, and Magic everybody... Fingers over there has his, you know, Magic Fingers. Wait, 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 wait you guys own your like, crossbows. I don't have a crossbow. <laughs> this <laughs> is, like, so... This is, like, the first time that Lucanus has, like, brought out the crossbow in front of everyone, mm-hmm. so it's, like, noticeably bigger. Mm-hmm. Then he just sort of puts it back. Cedric is concerned he doesn't have a ranged weapon. It's almost like he should have responded to one of those emails or messages where the DM was like, make sure you have everything you need to go adventuring before we start this Wait, session. I have a sling for the record. I just don't have a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> you said nobody had ranged weapons. Well... Wow, I forgot, I, forgot I had a sling. I said that before I looked at my character sheet, alright? Like, in episode 3, we killed, like, two fish people that had crossbows. Oh, yeah. That was so long ago. <laughs> you should have grabbed one that long ago. You probably sold it before I could. <laughs> well, yeah, but... Are, are you saying it's walking. We keep walking. Keep going, where are the red ones? Are you saying ones? all of that in character or not? Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Lucanus, Lucanus and Cedric right now are totally quibbling about whether or not Cedric should have had a crossbow. Mm-hmm. I'm just so happy Kay is not in the middle of the drama this time. <laughs> Cedric, we have killed multiple people with ranged weapons. Oh, oh, right. I forgot. Okay. We've killed so many people. <laughs> I hate well, I mean, job. we need to run across some new people, but I just hope that these people that we saw are hey, hey guys, like. I, bet, I, I bet hope they're friends. Find birds if we're quiet. Yeah, you're probably. You're, they're probably. We're gonna never find these birds if you keep making so much noise. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cedric. Yeah, Lucanus. <laughs> All right, Cedric and Lucanus start playing the quiet game. You're playing the quiet game. Um, we are playing the quiet game. Lucanus, as you're playing the quiet game, you hear this like, like weird, like kind of like buzzy, like air whistling sound, and all of a sudden you feel like very lightly something tap on your shoulder. Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't like this. He sort of turns around to look at what it is. Um, it's this not not exceptionally large, but sort of like shield shaped insect, and it smells foul. <laughs> Can he just sort of, like, brush it off? Absolutely. You may shake it off. Okay. Can the rest shake of it, it off like Taylor Swift. I, I, look, I know you said uh, this was all a Nancy episode, but is it That's a pentatomid or a scutellarid? <laughs> Nerd! I was wondering the same thing, actually. I, I actually kind of was, too. Say pentatomid to make Peter happy. Oh. <laughs> or if it was like some sort of weird carabid. Because they have clones. So There's these cool pentatomids here that have like these giant like like epaulets and like shoulder pads. I know. But like if if though it, like apparently their their toxins are like they smell bad, but their toxins are pretty bad that if they spray you in the face you can have like allergic reactions and make you go temporarily blind. Ah, that whole uh, uh, like subfamily. There's only one species that occurs in in North America, and it's a it's a beautiful, really weird species that like it, I don't know. Oh, is really it the uh, the one in Florida? The uh, the Adesini. So they're used. Yeah. To, yeah. So actually, fun fact: I have a in my professional record, I have like the um. A detection record in the U.S. for a very, very uncommon South American pentatomid. It's only been cited in the U.S. like three or four times, and I'm one of the people who cited it. What is it? Oh, right. Which one? 
What? I, which one? Tell me. I want to know. Oh, it's I don't I don't remember exactly what it is. It's one of the predatory ones, and it has um instead of shoulders, instead of the uh, shoulder pads ending in one spine, it has it ending in two, and that's very diagnostic. Picture oh. didn't happen. Picture yes. didn't happen. I know. I mean, I know it's in the Mississippi State insect collection. We could probably get Richard Brown to find it. There we go. Okay. Um, so yeah. So small ones, not one of those fancy ones. Yep. Tangent aside, Lucanus just sort of brushes it off his shoulder, very gently. Okay. Um, are you continuing through the forest? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right, yeah. Um, so a little farther ahead, again, a few of you spot a little flash of red. Yes. Well, we're going towards it, obviously. <laughs> Great. Yes, we follow it. Yeah, right. just keep so, following it. As you move in the direction of that latest flash of red, you start to hear in the treetops above you. Um, <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> I hope you can hear that. Yep. Hear that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. So, yeah, you hear this, uh, not cacophony, maybe. <laughs> but there are definitely bird noises happening in, the, in one of the big trees above you. <laughs> Can you imagine just like for a second, like colonists from like Europe, and all they hear is like these like nice little songbirds, and then they fucking show up to the jungle, and their birds are like, <laughs> it's like wow, look at that beautiful, <laughs> 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 right? beautiful, <laughs> sounds like a. Are are you looking up at the sound? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're looking up yeah. at the I sound. Mean, I'm sure Kay has never heard anything like what that. What horrible like... monster is making that noise? <laughs> is that even a bird? Just sitting there trying to figure out how to kill it. Mm. Okay, yeah. So you see, um, oh dear, you see. There's the quest. Um, Our um, thing is that we thought we were loud and we're gonna scare it, but I think it's at least twenty times louder than us. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> remarkably they are louder than you. I don't know how that could possibly be true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all our podcasters. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, so God. you see a group of like after after taking a moment to be able to count them, because um, you know of course they're like moving around in the tree above you, but you see six um, rather large um, parrot <laughs> birds. They've got um, some of them, uh, approximately three of them, have shiny black beaks and sort of like brown mottled feathers, you know, sort of like cryptic coloration, like you might see on the average female bird. Um, but the other three... <laughs> you the average female bird? <laughs> <laughs> I love your comic um, gallery. I want them for every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I do not spend every weekend with these people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think mean, you should say, unfortunately, you do not spend every weekend with these people. Yeah. I love it. Um, and the other three have the same shiny black beak, but they have beautiful, just like bright red feathers. Like they are gorgeous. Wow, this is our <laughs> Yeah, there are approximately six of these birds hopping about in this tree above you. So I guess those are the ones that we're supposed to get. And Lucanus just sort of takes out his crossbow and looks I mean, around. I'm kind of bad killing them. They're kind of pretty. I don't know. Yeah, I. I would not be doing this if we weren't essentially being forced to by that woman. I mean, do we have to kill all of them? Can we kill, like, maybe one and be like, sorry, we can find one? I mean, all she asked for 
All she asked for was feathers, and as we all know, males are pretty much dispensable to a population. Do we all know that? Does Lucanus Do know we that? All know that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, do I actually know that? Um, huh? About the population thing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're not really a biologist uh, by <laughs> trade. Um, but I would like to remind you that um, she did say, uh, Swan did say um, that they would take them dead or alive and that Thornborough would give you a you know, different compensation, or, or basically he would give different credit to the debt based on what you brought and how many. Uh, right. And it, right. Was, it was so more we got money here. for live birds, right? To be clear, it was more um, money. It was more money for live birds, right? She did not say. Oh, well, we should have yeah. clarified that. Yeah. Cedric, so well. maybe you can, like, slingshot one out of the tree, and we can just, like, catch it. Uh, okay. <laughs> should I do that? I don't know. I feel kind of bad killing it. Can I? Janice, if only Janice we is going to take game with his crossbow at one of them. You know what, guys? We could just stay lost in the jungle forever, and then we wouldn't ever have to pay off the debt. We would have, you know, probably just died. Okay, you went from <laughs> hating this place a lot to wanting to stay here forever real quick. <laughs> Did you lick one of those frogs? <laughs> I don't know. I just, they're so pretty, and like, I feel really bad killing it, and I don't know. Well, maybe I can stun it with a rock? Okay, so wait. Who is doing what now? Janice is currently aiming with his crossbow, listening to the conversation. You're aiming with the crossbow. What did you say, Cedric? I wanted to just try and hit one with the rock and stun it. <laughs> I want to make non-lethal damage. Roll me an attack. I do. Oh, dang. That is a... Crit fail. <laughs> I feel like that is the most appropriate kind of fail. Yeah. That you could have failed. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, so, like I've never used my, I haven't used my sleek in a long time. I should need to figure out my base attack bonus. And then it was like, nope, that don't need to. So, uh, Lucanus, Lucanus seeing wait, Cedric uh, fail. Uh, uh, nope, mm -mm, nope, too late. So uh, the stone goes flying past the bird. And it screams out, I'm a pretty bird! <laughs> and, and Cedric, you... <laughs> it's in the face. <laughs> the rock come back you down and give me a One of the birds shits on him. No, it's worse. Oh, no. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty bird. Um, Wait, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <clears throat> you fall unconscious. <laughs> okay. Wait, um, sorry, hold on. Uh, are you all standing next to each other? Yes. Uh, no, I, I, I think... I'm standing very close to Kay and Fletcher. I don't know where Cedric is. I think we're standing... all we're all standing pretty close together, I think. Is it a foot cone? Excellent. This beautiful spray of colors, as it were. The whole rainbow sparkles emitting from this bird, it seems, as it flies away in fright as the stone goes whizzing past it, and all four of you fall unconscious. Great. Well, that's our episode, so good night, everybody. Why are you the worst? 
I, back next I time for four new characters after everybody gets eaten by a big snake. Hey, <laughs> I said like unconscious. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I need each of you. <laughs> See, remember when I was like, I'm afraid of this episode, and everyone was like, why? What Do you see... Do you see? Nothing is fun in games. Nothing, Nothing. bad lives in the jungle. It's a very Wall safe place. Peter, <laughs> I mean, if, it, if it's natural, it can't kill you. They yeah. did. Um, they wanted Just to like, find the birds. Okay, I need each of you to roll 2d4 and tell me what you get. Don't add oh, anything Lord. to it. Just roll 2d4. 2d4. Can I, can I roll 1d4 twice? Yeah, I don't know if I have a d4. <laughs> really? Do you, you don't have, have like a complete fours. set of dice? It's the pyramid one. Like, while falling to the ground, or just like, damn it, Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> like, glaring. I got like... two fours. I got an eight. No. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. So what? I got two fours. You got two fours, so you got an eight. I did. Eight times six is 24, so you spend approximately half a minute unconscious. Awesome. I, Anybody I, else? I got a four and a two. A four and a two, so six times... Wait, how did I do math wrong? No, that's 48. 48, so you spend three quarters of a minute unconscious, Kay. Sorry, math is hard. Uh, Cedric, yeah, you spend approximately half a minute unconscious. Fletcher? I got seven. You got seven, yeah. So again, approximately right in half between. a minute unconscious. Yeah. Um, and, and Fletcher? Or, sorry, Lucanus? Uh, I am currently trying to figure out how to do this on my die. Oh, well, program I'll, because remember I roll electronically and there we go d4 I got a five you got a five okay so five times six is thirty put my dice back goddamn carrots um, <laughs> so uh, yeah you also spend about half a minute unconscious so boys you wake up uh, you know all approximately at the same time K is unconscious slightly longer than you um, but once you wake up from that you are Hold on. Um, gotta get out the thingy again. Um, mm, 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 mm. You are all blind. Oh my god. Oh god. And stunned for <laughs> roll me another 1d4. Oh my god. Was this a friggin' like prismatic ray? Can I just ray? roll 2d4 and then divide it by 2 and round? Hey, why are you rolling so high? Huh? I, I don't know. Uh, no, you can't take a, an 8 and divide it by 2 because that's not how probability works. <laughs> right. There are plenty of Reddit threads about that. <laughs> it's I know. I just have to readjust the yeah. preset. Okay. So yeah. So then you multiply that by six, and that is how many seconds you spend blinded and stunned. So you cannot see, and you also feel like shit. Um, yeah. I'm like. I'm doing that. Like trying to like look at my hand thing. Yeah. Like, right. Trying to yeah. blink away. I got a four. You got a four, yeah. So you, yeah, again, so 24. Well, he just, like, sits down. Yep. Well, you fell unconscious for, like, Well, I mean, you fell unconscious. So seconds. You You're right. probably okay. already okay. down. <laughs> I was unconscious and also levitating. Yeah. Um, it's like... I think she, I probably not, rolled the worst pro that I could possibly roll. Oh, yeah. Everybody who's rolling high. You didn't want to roll high on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and I've been rolling high all episode, too. I know. Um, okay, and then, yeah, so eventually the blindness fades, and you are stunned for one more round, so another six seconds, and then you're all just kind of, like, sitting or laying on the ground being like, what the hell? Um, um, I think my days of bird hunting are, are over. 
<laughs> it didn't. It it lasted less than a day, and now all those days are over. Lucanus is just sort of like sitting up, looking, trying to see. Like you know how when you can't see and yet you feel like you should, you just sort of look around like you would normally look around, and you're trying to focus on something, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. You you're like, well, thinking. that was unexpected. Um, I, I would he also, also like has his great sword out, not swinging it at anything, but it's definitely ready. I, I'm also just saying that the giant seven foot clawed creature did nothing to us, and the pretty bird like knocked us all flat on our asses. And this place is wild and crazy and confusing, and really just hell. You know, <laughs> like uh, three quarters of a minute ago, you were saying that we should. You know, I'll just move here. So. I did it in my mind again. <laughs> um, as you hey, all... decide where you want to live. <laughs> as you're all collecting yourselves, Lucanus, you look up, and not too far above you in the branches, there's that same face, and it is just babbling at you in some language that you cannot understand. The same face, the one that we saw earlier? The one you saw earlier that you and Fletcher saw in the tree. Okay. Lucanus just sort of stares because he's trying to process a lot right now and he doesn't know what to do. Like, he has his greatsword out, but he's not sure whether to think of this thing as a threat and his vision's still a little impaired, so he's kind of blurry and the only thing that he can really think to, think to say is, uh, sup. Also, we're saying sup to Warioshi. Hi, Warioshi! Thanks for Hi, joining Warioshi. the stream. <laughs> but Lucanus says sup. So he's just he's just sort of like sitting there almost like you know how the greatsword has like a drunk stance? Yeah. In common, you hear her say, Why are you here? Well, we're trying to find some birds and the river's covered in acid. We'd like to figure that out too. I don't know, we're just kinda hanging out. Is that true at all? We're just trying to hang out. He just like looks at Lucanus and is just like so in shock, and like a tear just like comes down her face. She like, can't process <laughs> anything anymore. And it's just like I don't even know who he's talking to. There's a voice. There's like magic glitter shitting birds. And other birds that I eat broke her. On. I broke her. <laughs> uh, she just like looks. And she like she just like sob. It's just like she just like has this blank stare and like tears just like start coming down. Yeah. And she's like sit, sitting on the ground. <laughs> I'm gonna hop. I'm gonna sort of hop fly over to the tree over her. Uh huh. Lucanus like transitions from like wielding the great sword to like. Just putting it in the dirt and using it as sort of like a... He's trying to play it cool and, like, yeah. leaning on the greatsword and yeah. just, like, trying to just sort of act casual while keeping it in range. <laughs> act casual. Right. I'm, I'm going to reach into a little pouch that I, that I have slung across me and pull out something and drop it next to Kay, and you're going to see some of those nuts, but they're browned. And look cool. And on the ground next to you. Okay, like looks at it and just like picks it up in her hand. And I'm gonna pull out one more and put it in my mouth. And like she looks around everyone else, like I, sh I should eat this, right? Yeah, I think she's telling you you should eat it. Okay, I think I'm I mean, gonna eat it. Obviously, I'm gonna tell you to eat it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <Hey, laughs> <hey>, like, <laughs> like, oh. 
Yeah, they taste pretty good. They're kind of like, like not sweet, but they're you know like light, very lightly sweet. Almost tastes like cashews. Hmm. She then realizes that, she, wow, she's really fucking hungry, and like picks up another one. And it'll... Uh, is it good? Because when I had them earlier, they were really bitter. Uh, I don't know. She did something really amazing to them that you did not do, apparently. <laughs> and and they're great. Oh, all right. Would, would you like one? Yeah, can I can I have I'm one? Gonna, I'm going to toss one over at him. Okay. Roll an attack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ow! God! You can if you want. Oh, my eye! <laughs> Uh, what's the dex on that character? Uh, uh, plus zero. So, does a 13 hit you? Um, no. No, okay, so it, like, bounces off your armor. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I pick it up off the ground and I eat it. Oh, yeah, these are great! Yeah, right? Like, I don't... Like, yeah, I guess they're looking up, we're like, uh, thank you, uh, thank you for, for those... Lucianus just sort of holds out his arm decay and gestures for one. Toss another. <laughs> right, she tosses one at you, uh, Lucianus. Then he just sort of like eats half of it and puts his great sword in the back in the holster. Okay. I'm Cedric. Uh, this is Kay, uh, Fletcher, and the big one is Lucanus. Thank you for feeding us and also not killing us. <laughs> You want birds? Um, we think so. Are they are they like special birds? I don't. They're mean birds. Oh, <laughs> yes. We, yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Out of all the things in this jungle, that is not what I expected to be mean. <laughs> do you do you know what that giant freaking? There's like this giant like seven foot long thing, and it has these horrible claws and this giant face, and it it. It ran away. Do you know what that was? I was scared of that first, but it seems it seems like I was afraid of the wrong thing this whole time. Big thing with the the big thing with the nose. The big thing with the nose. Uh, the, bugs. Ants. Like sturges. Little, little bugs. That giant thing <laughs> with those giant claws and that giant face eats what? Little bugs. Little bugs. Little and bug. the bird eats monkeys. What kind of place do you live in? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna cry again. <laughs> I, like, I love it. I love that Nancy, the one person who actually lives in a place exactly like this, is the one who's the most terrified of it. <laughs> um, commitment to your characters is super plus ultra. It's Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I mean, I don't want to insult your home. It just. It's just, it's just very, it's just very different, I guess. And, yeah, the, the it's giant like my chosen home. Okay, I feel very similarly. I live in a place that's not my chosen home either. And other foreigners show up and tell me how much it sucks, and I told them that I, I didn't choose it either. So I feel like we have a lot in common, actually. Lucanus raises his hand. Not my chosen home, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> it is do what you, it is. Do, do you maybe want to like? come down from the tree or maybe I mean I would offer to go up the tree but I definitely can't climb that are you done shooting fish people uh yes because you said you shoot fish people did we say we shoot fish did people we say that? I asked you if you were saying that in character 
Oh. It's kind of a long story. I don't have a crossbow. If you kill me, I won't have. I, I, Oh, we aren't. We don't. We killed. They they attacked us first. They did attack us first. They, they attacked us. We were we were just gathering plants and were attacked. So we we have we have no reason to to do any harm to you at all. <laughs> we promise. Lucanus Lucanus just sort of sighs, takes off his robe, lays out his weapons in front of him. No one wants to see that. He's naked? He did this before in the in the Ibixian encampment. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's his it's his people's like peace ritual. He lays out all of his weapons so that everybody can just sort of see what see what's like in front of them. And everybody sort of misses that Lucanus has some some uh, uh, new hardware. He has um Instead of a uh, uh, instead of an axe, he has what looks like a uh, a big stick with a spiked ball on the end and great sword. I, I don't think, crossbow. I don't think you're helping our case. You're like, come down here. Look at all the things we could kill you with. Not helping. <laughs> like a buffet of destruction. Yeah. Like, would you like to pick which one of these you would like us to use? That is that is like what what is this? What are you even doing? But but the We're point, of it, about point of it is the point of it is that he's not going to surprise anybody by drawing anything. If he makes a move towards his weapons, they're gonna know. It is not a surprise if he reaches for a weapon. He's not from here. I mean I guess none of us are from here, but he's really not from here. He just sort of gestures like in front of him. Come on down, let's talk. I come in peace. I'll fly down, but not super close. Okay. So you're like Under, understandable. Like, no, like like on the ground, like oh, okay, the land, okay. but you know, sort yeah. of yeah. out of yeah, out of the media. On region. the ground, but out of reach. Okay. Cool. Which is about what we expect ourselves. Uh, which is what Lucana said. What color does. is she? Because all we got from Fletcher is like like scaly oh, thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can we get that her, description? Her is blue, very white. Oh, pretty. Blue. Yeah. Very pretty. Beautiful. Interesting fins, yeah. big eyes, sort of a, a a big sort of dorsal fin, you know, like a like a, a fish fin as opposed to like a you know whale or dolphin, but like a fish fin that kind of goes over. Wow, cool, amazing. So wait, so you like have like like pterodactylish wings, like gliding, like weirdly they kind of look a little like fish fins. Oh, okay. But they still have enough structure, so kind of pterodactyly, but like. Are they are they like those lizards that use their ribs to sail? Oh yeah. Hmm? Hmm? Are they like those lizards that use their ribs to sail between trees? <laughs> Maybe a little. I mean, she has arms yeah, too. But they're they're actual yeah. wings. Yeah. Oh okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think uh, Fletcher, if you want to do a knowledge planes check. Hmm. Ah. Mm. Planes. Oh okay. Pretty good at that. Meow. Oh wait, Hopefully can I do that? Do you also have knowledge planes? I do. Do you have planes? Okay. Uh, yeah. I rolled a 17. Okay. Yeah, My you're... knowledge is plain in the fact that I don't have any. Aww. Aww. Ooh, I got a 19. Okay, yeah, both of you are, like, Cedric maybe a little more so than Fletcher, but, like, you're both pretty confident that, like, maybe this thing is not from the material plane. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Or at least, like, not from this plane. Like, you think she might, like, uh, from her appearance, it seems like she could be from, like, you know, the beast lens or, like, 
the plane of water or something like that. Like, probably not from here. She's also wearing sort of a (laughs) makeshift cloak that looks like it started life as a fishing net and has since had sort of twigs and things sort of woven in as a sort of uh, camouflage. Ye olde ghillie suit. Her her coloration is really, really doesn't match. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, nothing stands out in a forest like blue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, Lucanus just sort of, you know, just sort of gestures to himself. I'm Lucanus, so who are you? I am Natia. You're what? Natia. Natia. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I'm from, d- d- have you heard of the town that's, I guess, not super close that you have? Yeah. I'm from that town. Um, you, you know what? I mean, um, it's understandable, really. Again, it's not my chosen home either, but it's the one I have to be in. Lots of people that kill things. Yeah, you should talk to Cedric about it. He has very, very many opinions about the people that live there. <laughs> Well, they're just very uncivilized kinds of people, you know? Like, there's just no respect for law and order and those kinds of things that, you know, you get in a normal city. And they're all too tall. (laughs) You do also note that she's about four feet tall. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Like, So is she taller or shorter than you? I'm 4'2". Oh, yeah, so you are seeing eye to eye. (laughs) Right? Like, they're all weirdly tall, right? It's like... I think my theory is that, like, their blood doesn't get all the way up to their heads, so they don't think right. You know, you know, there's some of us who can hear you that are of what most would consider average height. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I'm just talking about the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he says it you like, guys can't he help like it. It's Alex not your fault. Do you have any more mouth is otherwise occupied and like can't talk i'm almost out i'll have to cook some more don't worry about it 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 was it was a joke it was very nice of you to share what you have we really appreciate it cook them we will keep that in mind um uh how did you uh you're not you're not from here you say this is not your home how how did you get here i crossed and then i couldn't cross back Crossed what? So you crossed. We cross sometimes. Used to cross. Now we can't cross anymore. <laughs> I don't. Cross what? You're, you're you're the smart one. I don't know what that means. This I I, I Cedric, you you've also you know studied yeah. magic magic arts. I I I think my sort of suspicion is confirmed. Uh, I believe Natia here is not from our plane, and is able to move between planes, but. Now it sounds like you you can't get back to where you came from. Mm. How long how have long? you been? How long have you been stuck here? I don't know. A, a long time. I guess. Sounds like the loss. Yeah. Was that when the crossing got blocked? <clears throat> maybe. Uh, maybe it it's when a lot of things in in this plane changed. Our our. Our gods disappeared, and our our magics changed. Uh, Some of our magic that was used to sort of communicate or reach out to other planes also stopped. So it makes sense that you couldn't cross between planes anymore. We're here trying to, uh, at least I'm here, trying to figure out how the loss happened and and why. Uh, 
to hopefully set things right again and it would maybe allow you to get back home. That would be nice. Uh, do you want to travel with us and see if we could, do you, are there others of you here? Or are you alone? We could use a guide. Do you, yeah, do you know the, the area here? I know this area. I know the there, water. That's, that's good because we're, like, we're trying to figure out, have you noticed that, like, the big river is, it, like, has, and it hurts. Yes. yes that. Do you, have, know, do you know how far up the river it's, it's bad, and if it starts to turn, okay? The small streams are okay. The small streams are okay, but the big the one isn't. The stream is okay. But the Does big it kind of... hurt you any? Hmm? Does it hurt you any? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it hurt Cedric, okay. too, when he tried to drink it. Don't do that. <laughs> we, have all, we have all agreed that he should not have done that and should not in the future. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it again. It's good advice. We 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 want to find out what is making the river be like that, and see if we can stop it and and make the water out there okay again, just like the the little streams are okay. Yes, you should do that. Do I you, can help you do do you know where or, or what might be causing it, or or do you know a way to get up river? I, to... I can, I can I can help you along the river. I I haven't been able to find it yet. Okay. Well, it, it it sounds like, I mean, if you were able to help us, the more people we have working on this, the better, especially if you're able to to help us move move faster through this area. We we <laughs> I think we showed pretty well that we don't know anything about being over here. Those birds, <laughs> those birds kind of wipe us out. Yeah. They're mean birds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you wanted to find them. Yes. We, yeah. We do. We there's a whole other situation where we might need some feathers from the birds, but we'll we'll not we'll put that on the back burner I, right I now. A lot of a small handful of feathers. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. These? Yeah, those. Yes. Yeah, those. Yeah. yeah. They drop them. They drop oh, them. Okay. Birds drop feathers. I we should we should watch out for more. <laughs> Would you be willing to? Is there anything we could provide to you? For those feathers to trade for them. Fix the river. Okay. Deal. Yeah. It was on the list. Yeah. All right. We'll help. We'll help you fix the river. Yay! That sounds like <laughs> an excellent place for us to sort of pause the story for today. Um, but I would. Can you tell us who you really are? Uh, yeah, I'm Cindy Page. Uh, I think of the the description of the potential guests that you gave. I am best uh, described as a science enthusiast. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering this whole time if you were both a lizard person and the parrots, but apparently, <laughs> no! apparently the parrot is someone else in the background. No, they're there just are those parrots. There people in this house that are not me. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest I'm of them are parrots. <laughs> are there any real birds in that house? No. Nope. Oh, there are chickens outside because oh. it's Austin. All right. uh, Get okay. out of here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm not uh, actively a scientist, but I uh, grew up in a, a very uh, scientifically active family. Both my parents are science educators, and uh, and I do play a scientist on Twitch because I'm on the, uh, um, oh my goodness, I'm on the Weirdlings uh, Heroes of Awesome Constellation, which is the Star Trek 
uh, RPG uh, playing the Star Trek Adventures game, oh, and nice. I play the chief engineer, Izotia Dazzler there, which is nice. how Cheryl and I found one another, because among other things, uh, uh, Cindy knows a lot more about science and medicine than <laughs> Izzy does. <laughs> so we had some fun times in the chat one we did. day when our, when our doctor was saying things that were very, very wrong. You know Star Trek. <laughs> Genetics are kind of hand-wavy. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> But if you're curious about the weirdlings, we host them every time they stream here on Nature Check. Or you could like go over and follow them on their own Twitch channel, and they have a YouTube as well. Um, you I am should. friends with now multiple weirdlings, and they're all really delightful people. Um, That's an adorable name. <laughs> huh? What was that? An adorable name. Yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're Mark, super cool people. Yeah, Mark's Mark's great. The guy that runs it is just really fun. Yeah. So um, yeah, so our our stream runs Tuesday evenings starting at. Seven Central, yeah. and um, and we're up on YouTube. the The first episode of our second season just went up yesterday on YouTube. You can look up the Weirdlings on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's good, good stuff. Um, yeah. So thank you, Cindy. She'll be back uh, next time Absolutely. in her own screen because I will not still be in Austin unless something exactly. really horrifying happens yeah. with this whole coronavirus thing oh, yeah. Yeah. and whatever. Really? Um, <laughs> This whole time, I was like, "When's our guest player? If oh, they're not bored, if they're not," and then I, then you kept like looking over, and I was like, "Our guest player." That's what I was trying to figure out, and I thought you were gonna do it like as a combat thing this time. <laughs> No. No, I didn't want to fight you, but you kept saying stuff. <laughs> so she threw some shit at you, and she led you to the birds. <laughs> you wanted to yeah. the birds. That was amazing. I'm so happy about it. All right, well, we're going to get out of here. Um, but thank you so much, everyone, who tuned in today live or will watch this or listen to it later. Um, this was really fun. Um, I like talking about the jungle and also messing with everyone. Um, so, yeah, we will be back in two weeks on Saturday, March 21st. That's it. March 21st. Right here. Same weird time, same weird place. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>